generation clitoral stimulation. Okay. I might keep that in the episode. With 11 sucking models ranging from gentle to intense, you'll be fading away into multiple orgasms back to back. How many different ways to suck <laughs> are there? Yeah. It's like. <laughs> 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 oh, this no. This looks amazing. What does it look like? Oh, my gosh. Yep. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that. Wow. Yeah. Why am I just discovering this? So, so it just it suck on the clit. Dang, that could have been on my Christmas. While list. vibrating on the clit, like how many nuts can you bust? Like it's gonna All be a them. it's gonna be a nut buster yeah, thon. Yeah, women can do well. People with vaginas can do multiple. People are gonna be skeeting. It's okay. I mean, I can write in the snow. I just found out that when you have to poop, your like balls like go in the. No, 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 no. I don't know who. <laughs> I don't know who got droopy balls like that. <laughs> my That's not. Balls are massive, and he says his dad of dad also has does a he, problem. Does he wear boxers? He wears. Um, he can't wear boxer briefs. He, can he? He wears fitted. I don't know. Those are the ones that look like superhero, like they fit yeah, form fitting. Because boxers are loose. No, he doesn't wear those. Yeah. He don't wear those. His balls yeah. would hang out. See, I always assume that when people had long balls, it's because they have no support in their life. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I, and I, like I asked, a, a and I asked his brother. Well, he's 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 pretty big, but his brother's even a larger human. And so I asked, oh, dang, your brother's balls must be even more massive. He said, no, but his dad has the same problem. Uh, so he, so they're not all pre- genetically predisposed to having large scrotums. Well, I think they are because his, he said his dad also has giant, like massive dangly balls. Dangly balls, Dan. It, they're not just dangly. They're what is his name? Huge. Is it Dan? His name is Austin. Mm. You are way off. It's okay, though. Do you I, want I, this? I've never met him. I don't know. Oh, no, no. I mean, Dan. When I think Dan, I think Dirty Dan. You remember that SpongeBob I think episode? This would be a funny opening. I think so. I think we should keep this in the in the yeah, episode. No, we're it. We're yeah, totally likewise. Uh, just so you guys know, this is another episode of Spit Sessions, and we happen to have a guest with us. How are you? Would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? <laughs> okay. That was my DJ. because oh, I've I've heard that in podcasts before. Well, if yeah. you want to say your name or like. Okay. So hey everyone, my name is Elizabeth Martin. Okay, and what is it that you? If you want to get into what you do, or you want to save something like that for later, that's. Well, definitely should, we should well, know definitely. why we're hearing you talk and then plugs can be at the end yes mm-hmm. boom exactly what he said he so knows wh- best. so why are we hearing why you me yes why are we hearing me because you invited me to your show well we know that part but reggie made you sound like an awesome person like Aww. what is it that you do right? i told you what i was gonna say to him you could just say that right now for the okay, audience cool. yeah go for it all right so i am an entrepreneur oh a real one you know these motherfuckers try. <laughs> side story, side story. I was getting an Uber to work, you know, because I work a regular job and whatnot. So I'm in the back and I'm talking to this guy. I'm thinking he's cool. Sometimes I start conversation with people just to Make go the about the better. day. Exactly. I don't yeah. want to be a dickhead. And this dude was talking to me. And he, he was like, hey, what you do around here? And I was like, oh, I work at a restaurant. And he was like, oh, oh he that's cool. He pulled that ask you a question so that I uh-huh. could actually tell you what mm-hmm. I was like. He didn't ask because he was genuinely. No, for sure. And I was like, oh, okay. People. Yeah, they do that. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what I do. I'm like, you work in the area? And he was like, oh, no, you know, I work, at, <laughs> work out at <laughs> office. Work out of, work out of office. You know. yeah. Oh, no, blah, no, no, blah, no, blah, no. blah, blah, blah. Entrepreneur. As soon as I heard the word entrepreneur, I, like the defenses went up. I was like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, that's what's up, man. And I stopped talking just to see what he would do. And he kept talking. He was like, yeah, you're kind of sharp, man. You should uh, look into. And I was like, fuck this motherfucker. Like, I, was, I thought I was slick. I gave him. Get you to sell something? Yes. I, I thought I was slick because I gave him my restaurant card instead of my personal info. 
He found me on Facebook. <gasps> tried to add me on Facebook. There's a picture of him with his arms folded in the suit. Oh. And he was like, I care about your success. And he was like, yeah. And these random people called like, me. Does that work for Amway or something? It's some shit like that. These people called me and they were like, hey, you know, you seem kind of smart. You were referred. Like, would you like to look into doing what it is we're doing? You know, there's a chance to make an extra $4,000 a month. If y'all all were you. making $4,000 a month, you wouldn't be calling me. Precisely. And I was like, no. And then he was like, okay, do you, can you refer to like-minded people like yourself? That you? I was like, no, get the fuck off my phone. I and I blocked this number. For this. A, a young dude at my church, unfortunately, is doing this. And, but he's, to, he's totally, totally aware of the, of the scheme. Like he, he knows. It. He said, I just need to, so, I need to like get enough people to do this so that I get all the bonuses or whatever. So he's chaotic it. evil is what that but is. He's a nice dude. <laughs> oh yeah you can be nice and kind of nice like dude. he's just like wants to make some quick money which is understandable i he guess won't. Yeah. yeah that's not how but, those are made yeah he won't make any money i blocked the number i was like i'm not about to do this uh when i was younger they've gotten me like once or twice there have been a few times where i'm like oh this sounds good until they go yeah you can meet me in this panera bread and we could talk no, about no, and i'm no, like no, bro no. you ain't got no office to go to <laughs> you're like, making no. all this money you don't, have a, you don't have an office Mm-mm. that's it's it's interesting i always wonder like how much longer do i say i'm an entrepreneur like when do i switch over to like i'm a bit like technically from what i can google i'm still considered a startup even though it's been two years startup is the, is the hot keyword to use instead of entrepreneur around now mm-hmm. startup um what what are the words do people use? Never mind. I honestly don't want to use startup <clears throat> or entrepreneur. I just want to be like I'm a business owner. There you business go. That's Chicago. the best way to dis- that's the best way to do it in my opinion. But then I feel like people will have certain expectations like oh where's your Benz? No. Nah. Your house. I feel like at the age we are people shouldn't have that expectation. I'm not young. Oh, I mean, you're not old. You look young. It's, it might be the. Is it the genetics? It's the, it's the melanin. It's the melanin. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah, Damn. she's also black, you guys. Yeah, she black as hell. I'm super black. Yeah. I'm black, blackity black. Blackity black, <laughs> black, 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 y'all. I'm black, y'all. You want to talk about I'm your blackity, business? Blackity black, 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 y'all. Black, 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 black. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna black, keep going. Black, I'm gonna keep black, going. Black, Don't black. try me, cause I'm black and I'm back. <laughs> I didn't expect them to use any word other than black in that. That I'm whole so song. That I saw that in the theater. I mean, granted, <gasps> granted I was a, a very young child and I shouldn't but, have been seeing that in right. the theater. Probably not, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the fucking theater. Wait, was so you going are black? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't shit. You funny as hell. I mean, I've never met a Reggie that was not black. I mean, they all got to be some. But somebody. I feel like you are past, like, you could pass if you wanted to. Yeah, it depends on how awful the person is that's trying to figure out what's going on. With no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, you can choose to pass if you wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah. But what I'm, I guess, what I'm getting at is like, and say your name's Ronald, <clears throat> a racist Ooh. white person who's like on the lookout for oh. some <laughs> minorities to be upset at. I'm gonna kill like, you. What's your name? Like something's going on with that guy over there. He's not. <laughs> he's he's too ambiguous. He I don't know if I should. Yeah. White. Yeah, exactly. I'm 90% sure he's white, but there's just something. I don't like the way he's eating that chicken. And, and then he asks you trick questions like, would you be offended if I burn this cross? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, I don't know. Would I? And he just walk off. I can't picture nobody. Them shits is heavy. I don't know how people stand. That's a waste of wood, too. I'm sure people have been crushed by it. Like, they're trying to lift it up and plant or it in ca- the I'm sure so many things have caught on fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, they deserve it. No, for sure. With good reason. Anyway. Uh, that so, and you have a degree and you Okay, so, let, so let me tell the whole story. You cut out what you don't want. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to cut out nothing, but go okay. ahead. So I, like most 
young black kids. Um, had no idea what I wanted to do after graduating. I've never, I wasn't really exposed to anything cool. It's really interesting because like looking back now, I could think, I could honestly think of two other majors that I totally would have loved to study instead of what I studied, which was film producing. So I loved movies growing up. I still love movies. And I got in my head that like, oh, I should totally become a Hollywood producer because I've, I've heard of that. That's a thing I've heard people do. So I went to Columbia College, Chicago, which is becoming a better, like a, a good school. When I went there, it was like, you know, this is where you go if like you're creative and you can't really get into any other school. Um, when I went there, like the, even to this day, like their film program was like the bomb. I, th- I, I think they had an awesome film program. It was like one of the largest film schools in the world. It's, it was a cool, amazing instructors. But the school didn't really have support. Like there weren't, there were, there was like one scholarship and it was like $2,000. Um, cause the fee, like all the fees and stuff. So anyways, I studied film producing and I was very fortunate to, at the end of the film program, you have to do like a, basically a, a thesis. So like a graduating project mm-hmm. and they, it was like very selective. They only chose five, they only chose five students in every department like aspect of films so like five producers five writers five directors five cinematographers five editors etc cetera, etc cetera, right so i was one of the five chosen it was awesome and i felt really special and the school gave you like a fuck ton of money to just make a movie mm-hmm. and they like trusted that you would make it <laughs> did you run with it no. Oh, okay. I, I was like, oh, this is going to get lit. I was just no, like. I genuinely wanted to become a Hollywood producer. And I'm like, I need to like show what I can do. Yeah. 17 year old. Like, it was stupid. Yeah, I feel like. So dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, I got selected. I was awesome. And then the following year, I got selected again. But there were a lot of people. So I was partnered with someone else to produce a film. Okay. So a final film. And my partner was this international student from Korea. Mm. Okay, this will become important, way important later in the story. Very important. So remember that. I will. Okay. So comes around to graduation and I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? Film kids, they either go to LA or New York, one or the other. Nowadays, you don't have to do that. You can work in Chicago. But at the time, that wasn't really a thing. Went to LA, hated it. I was so disappointed to find out that like Hollywood producers are just a bunch of rich, mean, white men who hang out on yachts. Mm -hmm. They work like half of the week and then they party the rest of the week. A lot of cocaine, I'm assuming. Yacht parties, yacht party. Like I wish it was just, it was extremely disappointing. Really quick. What's interesting to me about your story of that is like, I, I grew up interested in film and I was just too afraid to spend money on art school to go to for either film or for music. Um, mm-hmm. But my perception of a Hollywood producer was exactly that. Wow. And, but I thought I was just ignorant. I'm like, oh, well, there's, you know, obviously people on the lower levels that are doing something. But it's interesting that you kind of reinforced the negative stereotype. And it's like true. You know, I grew up in a very black house. So when I learned about people who made movies, I learned about smart black people. 
Yeah. You know, my mom was all about promoting like black magic before that was a thing, you know? And I remember we went on, she was very college focused and she used to work at UIC and I would like, my childhood was like running around UIC's campus. So like college was always a Mm -hmm. thing that I didn't have, like, it wasn't a a thought like, should I go to college? It was like, when am I going to college, Mm -hmm. you know? And then also, I was a part of that generation that was like, go to college, it'll be worth the loans because you're going to be making so much more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was a thing that my high school told me. That was a thing all the college campus, all the college counselors told me. That was a thing. I went to like five college fairs and that's what literally every person at every booth told me. Like, you know, if you can't get any scholarships, enough scholarships, that's fine. You'll just get the government loans and don't worry because you'll be making money because you'll be, you won't, you'll have more than a high school degree. Right. And I drank that fucking Kool-Aid. Yeah. I uh, I went to a magnet high school and I was told the same thing. They're Mm. like, it doesn't even matter what, I was literally told it doesn't matter what your major is. Oh my God. Yeah. They say that. They say that. And so you have people like me that was like, well, I love movies. I'm going to go to film school. Mm -hmm. I hear you. And now I have like, like still interest still growing. Yeah. $65,000 $65,000 in loans? That's some bullshit. That's how they get like, you. Like, by the time I'm 30, it'll probably be at 70 or something crazy, you know? Right. I'm almost 30, so... Right, um, right. Be, but you know what I'm saying? Like We're, we're probably the, the same age, yeah. handful of years, I'll have, like, $70,000 worth of loans, which isn't even how much my school cost. Right. That's just how much I've collected in interest so far. They get you. They get you. I, and I, I have all government loans. Mm-hmm. I know Sally Mae none of that stuff mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's still this outrageous that's how they get you and so i, I drank the kool-aid and i was like it's all right because i'm gonna be a hollywood producer i'm gonna pay them loans back the next year yeah you see that's you that know? bullshit I, I i went to uic for a year i and wish then i would have went to uic i saw i wouldn't have any loans and i was like i see how much i'm spending right now i was like who's gonna oh that's me is gonna pay and i did not go after that i was like i'm gonna hold off until i know for sure what the fuck going on and then I'm going to go to school for something that, you know. What sucks about this now, so now I work in higher ed, right? Yeah. And it's this weird love-hate relationship. So now, after being involved in the higher ed process and seeing out exactly how it works, yeah, it's all BS. It is all BS. Mm-hmm. Let me finish my story so I can tell you some really oh, interesting yeah. things about higher ed. Uh-oh, I'm ready. I can't wait. Uh-oh. To spill all the tea hey. on pen. You hit on. You, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Continue. Continue story. Okay, so I'm like, LA, nah, that's not where it's at. So I was like, what about New York? So a really good friend of mine, <laughs> his name's SJ, funniest dude ever. He was super loaded. He has so much money. Mm-hmm. And like he was like, he was one of the few people that I knew that like had his own apartment and like had his own car at that age because his parents paid for it. Anyway, him and another friend of mine who was even more wealthy <laughs> than SJ, we all like road tripped up to New York. And I'm like, yes, and this is before graduation. I'm like, perfect. I can see New York before I move there. This is going to be great. Literally day two of New York. I was like, fuck this place. Ooh. And that's not a diss to New York at all. Like I just, my expectations were so high for New York. This was before Takashi 69 came out, right? Yes. Okay. Damn. That's <laughs> Way saying before something. that. Gotcha. I've been out of school for a while now. Gotcha. But like, my expectations, like, remember, like, I love movies, right? So like, New York and movies, people like, even just New York, even New York through the lens of Facebook, like New York was like the place to be. And I'm just like, that's, and I get there. I'm like, this is it? A dirtier, 
more crowded. Meaner, maybe. Way meaner. Mm-hmm. I like that shit, though. Super, like, I will have to eat bread and water every day version of Chicago. Mm, yeah. Why? Yeah. For what? For the same job I could get in Chicago? And afford and not have to be on food stamps? Like, right. I didn't, I just didn't see the charm. Like, I went to um, Brooklyn. I went to, um, what is the name of that area? My, I, one of my friends lived in... I can never remember. Is it Williamsburg? No. Okay. Um, I think. Why it, did you just pull that one out? Because when it's I an area inside of Queens, but it's like the it's still it's it's the gentr- gentrified part. I'm not sure. I'm not super Anyways, sure. Anyways, I did that. the Flatbush. I just I just did that that charm that was supposed to get everyone and when they come to New York and like oh my god New York like it just didn't happen. It didn't, it kick didn't happen. Okay. The UN like seeing like the United Nations office was bomb. I thought that shit that kind of stuff was cool. Like all the free museums. Yes. All the art, yes. But like, no, I'm not living in New York. Yeah. No. I entertained the idea at one point, like years ago, maybe around 2014 or so. Everybody has, Madonna has roaches and rats. Rats were running freely. That is one joke that is pretty (laughs) consistent. Uh, Because of the, that it's, is it a joke if it's real? I mean, if you make it funny. Like, in their defense, the only reason our layout is so cool is because it all burned down and we had to redo it. Right. But like, man, I'm so glad we have alleys. Yeah. Alleys really do make a difference. <laughs> alleys are awesome. There would be time. The one thing I'll say about New York is it does really feel like the city that never sleeps because you know how here two, yep. four o'clock roll around yep. you see somebody outside. You better, you better they about to work. mug you. It's cool. Like <laughs> uh, over there though, um, there was just this, this energy that was still going throughout the city. Yeah. I would still see people drinking, but mm-hmm. at two in the morning, I would be walking around and see a pile of trash because they put it like on the sidewalk and it was just like rats, Ooh, swan time bombing and cartwheeling through it. Like, yeah, <laughs> that, was, was like, oh. that was definitely the thing that I enjoyed about New York. Like yeah. there was it was 10 and people were still out on the street. Yeah. And it was interesting, like Chicago has a lot of light pollution, which I didn't notice until I went to New York. Mm. like new york is dark but you can't tell because everyone's out and about you know so that was definitely like i don't hate new york i would totally travel there stay there long term but i would never live there unless you're trying to pay me (laughs) uh yeah no 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 that'll that'll turn a lot of things around i have my third office in new york Mm -hmm. but then what happened after new york did you come back now i'm like now i'm like depressed i'm like what am i gonna do with my life yeah i hate la and i hate new york where am I going to go? So I'm like drinking and crying to that college buddy of mine who was an international student from Korea. And he was like, why don't you go to Korea? And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. What am I going to do in Korea? And he's like, work? And I'm like, what are Willis? And he's like, yeah, dude, <laughs> you can work in Korea. I was like, but I don't speak Korean. He's like, we speak English. You're talking to me right now. I'm like, oh, mind blown, right? That there's a world outside of America. Right. You know? And so I was like, okay. So I looked into it and I'm like Googling stuff and there's all these people teaching English. And I watch like all these YouTube channels and I'll read all these blogs about people teaching English. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. F that. First of all, I would strangle someone's kid if they say some racist shit to me. I had to like no. I had to. There was there was a gentleman from Colombia that uh, is a mutual friend or acquaintance of um, 
me and one of my previous roommates, we were going to the gym, the LA fitness over on Lawrence up in Ravenswood or whatever. And I think we were listening to DMX and he was like singing along. Yeah. He's just like, my nigga go. But he has like a Colombian accent Mm -hmm. and he was saying niggers Mm -hmm. and he didn't know because I was in the back seat and this roommate was Filipino. He was in the driver's seat. So he said it. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, pause the music, pause the music. He's like, what? That That's what he's saying. I was like, no, no, no. You need to understand like the way it comes out is like different. I'm letting you know because I know you're not from here. You're from Colombia. And I just don't want you to get fucked up by nobody. But you make, make sure you're very careful with what you say. I was like, just don't say that word at all. Just skip over it. It's okay. I know it's confusing because when you see subtitles on shows and stuff, they're like, what up my nigger? And like right there at the bottom, it'll say, I don't know why they don't fix that, but <laughs> because <laughs> I that's, don't no, no, no. I support them not fixing it because that is the script. Like that is the story. Well, I think mm. he means, you know, the hard R. The hard R. Like they if don't, there's two people on the street, like chilling, oh, you know, they don't, oh, we know, like, let's say we're watching yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke Cage, it, Luke Cage, in fact, and mm-hmm. it was like, hey, what type of bulletproof nigga? It will say nigger, E-R, yeah, yeah. when in the show they're saying nigga. And I was like, somebody need to get on that. I'm tired of... <laughs> okay, two, two things about that. Uh-huh. About this story about non-Americans, or Americans, but specifically non-Americans using the N-word, and then spelling <laughs> spelling of the N-word. So <laughs> I... In my quest to find a million part-time jobs, one at one point this past summer, I had like four jobs. Nice. And <clears throat> one and one of them I was trying to get was like the person who writes, who transcribes TED talks, and like or, or they transcribe all kinds of things, right? I'm trying to. I'm like, I can totally do this job. I can type fast. I took computer class, mm-hmm. and one of the things was like, if someone is speaking in an accent, you don't type in their accent. So if someone's like, ain't come round there, I can't type ain't going round. I have to put, I didn't come around. Because the person reading it can't hear. Or we're assuming maybe they have hearing impairment or whatever. Or they they don't speak English. So we have to write it so that they can understand it. Interesting. Second thing, fun fact, Koreans know when they're being racist. Oh. 100%. Don't, I don't, don't let a Korea boo. Don't let a k-pop fan don't let someone who like married to a korean or my boyfriend's korean don't let them try to fool you into thinking that koreans don't know what they talking about they are very aware people almost everyone in korea speaks english yes don't let them try to play you okay and gotcha interesting aside really quick before we continue the story uh liz was the first k-pop head i ever met in my life oh really i didn't even know i'm not sure that i knew k-pop was like really a thing it's you he told me about you but he never said your name it was like k-pop k-pop you know uh watching anime and and being in a japanese culture so i knew what j-pop was and korea like in general just really wasn't on my radar as a culture and i remember she would be at parties she would get a little lit and she would like Put on the song and she would know the whole uh, choreography to the whole video. Ah, uh, that's amazing. That's funny. I love that. I don't do that anymore. Here's the thing, though. Like, everything I'm getting from your story, I know it. it's a story about growth and overcoming certain things and aspects. But I, I'm liking everything I'm hearing because it is a tale of another black person, like, venturing outside of the box mm-hmm. and doing something that is different from what we believe we are stuck doing. Because mm-hmm. I have cousins and such that haven't left, like, 
79th and Greenwood because they just don't want to go downtown. Like they don't feel comfortable out of that box or out of that zone. Passion is like getting black folks to do things. And you cannot imagine how hard it is. I I can. I tried to get a few people to try sushi. It's not even expensive. Like she, there's this place called Concordia language villages. Yeah. Basically it's summer camp in a second language. So like, if you want to learn Spanish, you will be, you'll be, in the middle of the forest with a bunch of native Spanish speakers only speaking Spanish for two weeks straight. You'll learn more Spanish than you would in two semesters at a school. And this place gave her like $30,000 in scholarships and no one would send their kids. And she's like, like president's kids go here. Like my sister went the year that like Clinton sent one of his kids mm-hmm. and like, she can't get them to go. That's crazy. That's, I don't know. My um, nephews were offered a scholarship for Arabic. Two weeks, you know, in the summer to learn Arabic. Is that like second most spoken language or something crazy like that? And my sister, God bless her heart, was like, "Mm, I don't know about that. You don't know about learning a second language. Another language. Also, it's not even just like they have to now learn, like only speak Arabic. Like, no, that's just a a bouncing board. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, that's anyway. Luke, it can turn into a I lucrative could, I could, That's a day. whole other topic for a whole for, other day. Like, um, I don't know how much it affects uh, Latinos, but I would say, and and the fact that I've heard this, and I'm around a lot less black people than you are, just in I, in general, I would say, uh, it's, it's crazy. So, like, I've literally, on multiple occasions, heard a parent tell a child, that's not for us. Mm-hmm. whenever they have an interest in something whether it's a food a movie a, a culture an expedition and that's i think that's something that a lot of people don't get when when institutionalized racism comes up right and mm-hmm. how it affects people's minds and, yeah. and culture right mm-hmm. right i know definitely it's it's an issue for black people i don't know i think uh latinos get more leeway as far as like they can be more into rock music and they can mm-hmm. do this and that I think it was black people. It's like it, it's a weird thing too that I noticed growing up, especially more and more as I became interested in music, is like black people invented rock and roll, but it's but we the can't guitar is a white instrument. Yeah, the banjo is an African instrument, but mm-hmm. God forbid a black person plays a banjo. I can see that. I was I didn't realize how fortunate my childhood was until I met black people that never left Chicago. Yeah, it's like, really yeah. I would never I can't even imagine the words that's not for us coming out of my mom's mouth. No. Never in a million years. I grew up in a middle class all black neighborhood. We had one white neighbor. Her name was Julie. That's how it starts usually. And um she <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I just we did what we wanted to do. Like that, that that was never an issue. It was never. I did get made fun of for like listening to certain certain type of music, but it was by again those cousins who have never been anywhere. Yeah, it usually is, and they don't know any better. You right? Know. Yeah, I'm not mad. So my, I'm, I'm, Sometimes it's, it's you're sad, a especially here because I mean, like this is we're biased, of course, but this is legitimately a world class city that we live in. Yep. And there's a, an entire group of people who have been downtown one time mm-hmm. have never been to the north side like yeah. never there's people who don't go north of chinatown yeah it's a bubble it's a bubble they don't want to pop it you know and i'm it's hard to convince people to do different things when they've done so well 
um, according to them. Like, who am I to impose and be like, yo, you know, just come with me. I've tried with certain cousins. Like, yo, just come with me downtown. Try this. Let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go to this place. And, you know, it's 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 really, really rough because you're like, nah, I don't do this. I don't feel comfortable. And when you Which consider and you consider how, it, like, you know, the climate is right now with certain things, it might exacerbate that a little bit because of yeah. the way people have been acting. In not, way. Even, not even just the current climate. Like, I, my mom put us in white spaces, not because she wanted us to be white, but she was like, you can do whatever <clears> you want to do. So, like, I was I was on all white gymnastics teams, all white. Children. You was flipping the shit. That is so funny because that is the most that is the most common phrase I've ever like ever heard in my life at me. Flipping and shit. Flipping and shit. Flipping and shit. No, no, no. Jesse White tumblers. No, no. Specifically, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me clarify. You be flipping and shit. That you be flipping and shit for word. Mm-hmm. I've heard my entire life. Now, if you were to transcribe that into a subtitle, what would it say? You can tumble. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. You're the first person to to explain that to me in a way that actually makes sense. So I'm happy I know that now. Because I was thinking motherfuckers was being slick. Like, what up, my nigger? I was like, <clears throat> I was like Arthur fist clenching every time I was here, <laughs> like in my living room. Um, so you've listened to, I think we have like a natural flow. I know that was a false start. The conversation has been like going really, really cool so far. And I also just want to keep. I haven't even started the story. I know. That's what I'm saying. Because, like. like, really, really need to get to the story. No, it's okay. Like, take your time. It's all good. But it feels really, really good so far. Yeah, this is going well. Uh, So, where we left off is you were like, I. Korea is an option, but I don't want to teach English there. Correct. Hell yeah. So, I. So, the first time it was okay. If I'm going to go to Korea, I need to find some Koreans. So I um, start Googling stuff and I find this website called languageexchange.com. And basically you put what your native language is, what the language is you want, your target language and where you live. And it'll send you a list of people who want to learn your target language. So I found this super cool girl. Shout out to Myung-san, my girl. She owns a meditation studio in Korea. So if you ever go to Korea, I will definitely hook you up. She's amazing. And I can tell you some crazy stuff about her, too. She does Korean um, future readings. And I would love to tell you a story about because it's very interesting and everything she said came true. Okay. Um, but she's a very, like, in touch. You know how you have those one that one friend that's, like, in touch with the earth and, like, that's her. Mm-hmm. She could look at someone and be like, this is your problem. And you'd be like, how do you know that girl? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I met her and we be, like literally when we first met, became super tight, hung out almost every day. And one day she, and she was in America short term. She was only here for a year to learn English. And she was like at an English school, English learning school. And she's like, oh, why don't you go to Korea and start off as a student? And I'm like, go to college again? She's like, no, 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 no. Just go to a Korean school. I'm like, what do you mean Korean school? She's like, stupid American. Um, mm. You know how I'm learning English? Like ESL? You can do that in Korean. I'm like, oh, get out of town. Like I can go to a school and learn Korean. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking into that and I'm like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all out, right? So I like find a school that had no other Americans because I knew if I was around other Americans, I would not. I would just be speaking English all day. I wouldn't learn the language. So I found this super cool school. Um, but now Korea has so many 
travelers and Americans and stuff. No school is safe from, from safe from Americans. But at the time, it was me and a bunch of Chinese kids in class learning Korean. So I found the school. At that time, it was the cheapest option. That's the only reason I picked it. It was cheap. Tuition was like $1,100 or something like that, $1,200. Yeah. For the whole semester. That's pretty phenomenal. <laughs> Books, food. Like. That's pretty phenomenal. You didn't even go to City College here. It was no. cheaper for me to move to another country and learn a second language than it would have been for me to move to New York. Yeah, I believe you. And try to get and start and try to get a job. Yeah. So anytime someone's like, oh, I'm thinking about maybe going out of the country. I'm like, yes, what do you, what do you need help with? Where are you trying to go? I'm going to help you out. Where you want to go? What do, what do you need? I'm, I'm sure I got friends there. I will push anyone out of this country. Nice. Seriously. Like, and it's just, it's so cheap. Once you get past, once you get your mind past the fact that your plane ticket is $1,400, once you get that out of your head, or once you like can save up $1,400, you are good. Yeah. You're good. We're the only place that's expensive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, I mean, there's a, like, Singapore's really expensive, but you know what I'm saying. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, so um, I look into it. I find the school. Young Sun helps me out. She, like, introduces me to her friends in Korea. My plan was to do, you know, a Korean language school for, like, a summer and then, like, get an internship and then, like, come back home, right? And I ended up staying for, like, three years. That's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. And I did not come back by choice. That was, it was never a plan to ever come back to America. You was like living it up. I came back because they refused to give me a new visa. <laughs> they was just like, you've been here long They're enough. They're like, please stop. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. I mean, I was doing some probably not favorable things. That, it's none of my business. I'm I mean, not illegal, just like. Okay, that's automatically where my mind goes. Oh, usually. no, no, no. Like, I meant like, try, like trying to stay in the country. Like, I was like visa hopping. Okay. And like, which is they're really, t- they're really strict about right now. But when I went there, it wasn't a thing. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so I get to Korea, instantly fall in love. Instantly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is the place to be. Anytime I meet someone, it's like, oh my God, I want to go to Japan. Japan is so interesting and quirky. Oh my God, anime. I'm like, I hear you, but you need to go to Korea. Mm-hmm. All of that amazing stuff that you that you have, that you you have dream about Japan Yeah, is like, Shout I have a friend. Out, shout, out, shout out to Japan. I had so much fun. I went to Japan four times. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, Korea is where it's at. I have a friend who's gone to Japan. No, Korea, like a good two or three times. He keeps going back, and it's I'm amazing. wondering what that yeah. is. It's amazing. That's cool. It's so amazing place. So when you got back, did the trip to Korea kind of assist you with what you were doing as a business owner? It was like did did you pick up something from your experience there that led you to do what it is mm-hmm. you're doing now? I am 100% using what I learned in Korea as the foundation of this business. Like this business is based off of the stuff I did in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get back to America. I had had three amazing jobs. I literally worked for the best Koreans. Like the last job I had was a combination between this Korean American guy from LA and this um, Korean guy like Korean, Korean, like guy, you know, born, like living in Korea, they're kind of their businesses. And like, they were the best bosses ever, best experience. I worked for this ad agency. I was doing work that I was not qualified for because there was just so much opportunity. There was just so much opportunity. Like I was writing copy for national LG ads. Like fun fact, all those LG commercials, all those Samsung commercials made in Korea. 
Want to know where the white people come from? Russia. Sometimes Australia. Sometimes they're my friends, and I just reached out on Facebook like, hey, anybody want to be a model for this commercial? Oh, I never knew that. I'm learning so much right now. Yeah. And it's so funny. So now when you see another LG commercial you're gonna be, where they're not speaking, you can be like, the motherfucker rush. You can see it. You'll be like, I see it. You know yeah. how, like, uh, as Americans, we can look at someone and be like, you ain't American. Ooh, yeah. You know, like, we can see each other's style and features and stuff. You can't unsee it once you and, see it. And, yeah, and now I can't unsee it. Now every time I see a, a non verbal, like, LG ad, I'm like, it's like, motherfuckers ain't slick. Wrong. Yeah. But I was doing crazy stuff with, like, voiceovers. Like, I just, it was, I was actually using my degree. Yes. It was crazy. That's phenomenal. And I, when I came back, I was depressed, sad, couldn't find a job. And, like, one and I, one of the reasons I think I couldn't find a job was because of my resume. I'm mm-hmm. sure they looked at it and was like, yeah, you worked for LG in Korea. I believe you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. fresh out of college, you worked for Samsung. I'm sure no one, like, I'm sure they saw my resume and was like, BS. I call BS. Right. There's no way this... 27 year old girl was writing copy for LG. Right. You know, I up. was though <laughs> <laughs> making bank. I'm I was making sure. so much money, you guys. I was so rich in Korea. <laughs> I'm trying to go to Korea. You want to go to Korea, Reggie? Yeah, let's go. All right, cool. I'm going to get that. You got to get that so passport. Like, Tuesday, like, the best night to go to the club in Korea is, is Tuesday night. Tuesday? On a Tuesday. Korea I didn't expect that. It's lit on Tuesday nights. That's All crazy. the clubs are packed. Everybody is just. Mm-hmm. How, uh, I think I asked you this years ago, mm-hmm. and I got a sad answer. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you again, because I'm, I'm not sure if I remember. I was curious, um, because I have a friend. Um, uh, he's a gay bear, and he's black. I know that guy. And he gets a lot of attention from men from Germany. Mm. Um, black people are fetishized over there. And I was curious how you were received in Korea. Yeah, I think black people are fetish, fetish, fetishized. How do fetishized. I say? Fetishized mm-hmm. everywhere, even America, right? Yeah. So I had a hard time dating in Korea. I didn't have a hard time getting dates. That wasn't an issue because people were like, ooh, chocolate girl. But I had a hard time like actually having meaningful relationships. Right. Right? Right. Um, and... Or trying to have meaningful relationships, I should say, because I didn't get any. (laughs) But I went on tons of dates just because people were so curious. Um, It wasn't like China where people would... Walk up on you and be like, let's take pictures together. Or not even ask you to take a picture. Yeah. I mean, I I love attention. So when I went to China and that was a thing, I'm like, yeah, girl, be in your picture. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe maybe they'll Photoshop my head onto some porn. That I'm, ha- not <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned. That like, happened to us when my one of my best friends, Darian, and I, we worked at a Skechers. Two black men. He's more, he's more chocolatey Skechers than I am. Skechers is a hit in Korea, by the way. It's like I'm a sure. top brand. They were coming in spending a lot of money. I would it's see them coming strange. in. I'm like, you guys want to look like 12-year-olds? I don't get it. With the light-up shits. Sketching on these niggas. <laughs> so there were a bunch of Chinese ladies one time. They came in, and we they were kind of giggly like, and staring at us, and he's like, "What the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck is this?" And then they're like, "Oh, can we can we take pictures with?" Her? They asked him because he's chocolatey and bearded. And I was like, "I see what's happening." I stepped out the way, and they took a picture because they're not used to being around niggas. So it was <laughs> <laughs> it was a really eye opening experience. Yeah, no. So that was cool. International student. Um, so when I got back, when I was my 
alma mater would like ask like have me come in and talk about working and living overseas yeah and there was and i be- eventually became friends with these children and sophomores mm-hmm. and if you want to be my pr- friend please be my friend i oh. only have children as friends no oh. um and it's weird. Like I've been back in America for like two years now, and I still don't have like I still don't have any friends. Nah, we, finding friends as adults is hard. Though. It can be like it's more of a it's more Maybe of it's a, easier for dudes. It's but. convenience is what it is. If it's centered around convenience, like there's a lot of people that work in my area that I happen to see after work because we all go to the same restaurants, bars, mm. and whatever else. It's like oh shit, what up? Right. Oh shit, I would what's never good? be friends with anyone who lives in my neighborhood. I'm in Lincoln Park. I would like I wouldn't be friends with <laughs> yeah. This reaction. Like, I like I'm not like I feel like Lincoln Park is all of the bros who were in frats who now have babies and go to Wrigley. Yeah, they still like, can't. That's, they that's, can't go to Wrigley as much, so they just right, cause they have babies residential, now, but they're mm-hmm. still frat boys. Yeah, I know like, exactly I remember, what you mean. Um, the morning after, or not even, I'm sorry, the afternoon of St. Patty's Day. Oh, I'm so sorry. And there was like a guy pass out on the tree in front of my building. Yeah. And like, I live by mil- multi-million dollar homes. Yeah. And so there's a guy pass out on the side. Why are you acting like you this? You can be successful and basic. You stupid. You're right, you're right, you're you right. stupid bitch. <laughs> Whoa. I'm so sorry, that came out like that. In America, you have yeah, I'm super, yeah, job. I can't find a job. Remember that guy? Yes. He was from Korean. college. Yeah. Yep, who was from Korea. Oh yeah. He had just failed his first business. Fun statistically, third time's the charm. Also, if your business, if you start a business statistically <clears throat> and it lasts for two years, regardless if you're losing or making money, if you last two years, you're gonna make it. Your business will succeed statistically. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he failed his first business. And this my this guy, he has money, so it's not a big, it's not as big a deal. Yeah. Um. But, um. So I'm ha- I'm hanging out with them, helping them like wrap up stuff with this other business. He's like, "Hey, let's do our own thing." And I'm like, "I'm like complain." First, I'm complaining to him, like, "Dude, I can't find a job. Like, this is so hard. I can't believe I want to go back to Korea. I'm gonna get back to Korea." And he's like, "Let's just do our own thing." And I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, start a business?" And he's like, "Yeah." And we're brainstorming, and we're like, "What are our, what are our." what are our assets or, you know, what are we good at? What can we do? Right. And we do like main thing we can do is speak Korean. Right. Second thing we have an, a great understanding of the needs of international students because we were both international students, him in America, me in Korea. Right. So it's like, okay, how can we use this to our advantage? Why don't we like do some business that like helps international students? So we created a luxury, what do you, relocation service. So basically you pay us a ridiculous amount of money. We will find you an apartment, put all the furniture in it, set it up, pick you up from the airport, take you to Target, get all your groceries, get you your cell phone, hook you up, right? For these different packaged prices. We thought that was a brilliant idea, but kids these days, don't need a service like that. Like they're not afraid to like find someone on WeChat to like live with. And it's just, it wasn't a necessary service for this upcoming, this generation and upcoming generation of students. Mm-hmm. So a year of that, we're like not, we're not making any money. We we have like, the schools loved it, which was interesting. So we were partnered with a bunch of schools. They were like, yes, this is a service we want to offer our students. We 
didn't really have any enough. We didn't have enough clients to where I could live off that money. No. Like I still had a ton of part-time jobs. Not my business partner because he's rich. Mm-hmm. His dad was paying all his bills. Shout out to mm-hmm. parents who can pay their children's bills. I wish I had some. Do you know how far along I'd be in this business? Do you know how, how successful I would be? Plenty. I would be on Forbes 30 under 30. Plenty. Seriously, if yeah. I had money from my parents. I don't know how far along we'd be in the podcast because I feel like, like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, if I wasn't paying my- You know how far along you'd be? You'd be doing live shows by now. You <gasps> yeah. know, you'd have sponsor from like all the cool places. That is something that we're working on. Yeah, we, we're trying yeah. to get that together. That's crazy. So you phased that portion out after you yes. realized like people well, didn't want it. Well, we slowly phased it out. Slowly. Because we first went to figure out how, what we're going to replace it with. Yes. And I hope our clients never hear this podcast. So this is what happened. Hey, hey, do you, you want to say it? It's not anything illegal. It's just like how this business started. What's up? Why you assume everything I think is illegal? <laughs> <laughs> this is second and third time. I mean, I do. It's not, but it's not anything bad. It's not anything damaging. You finna roast their ass? You mean no, like these no, no, little no, no, niggas? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I was excited I'm not for it. Anyone. It's just this is how this business started. Okay. I'm this ready. second half. So yeah. I count this the re this adding a new component to our business as starting another business because it's completely different, yeah. unrelated. Right? Third time's a charm. So when we rebrand one more time, you know that's really gonna be it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so we're like, what are we gonna do? I had a friend, a good friend. Do you know Kevin Obamanu? Possibly. I'm sure you know him because everyone knows Kevin. Uh, <laughs> I love Kevin. He's having a Christmas party right now. Hey. Um, shout out to Kevin, everybody over there. Drink that eggnog. Eggnog. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hate eggnog. <laughs> My friend loves it. He's white, so like. I kind of guessed as soon as you like said he loved it. Milk and stuff. Like uh, eggnog got a nice flavor to it. You got to mix it with something though. My I don't first like job was at basically a grocery store, and um, people would be busting that door down trying to get some fucking <laughs> eggnog, and then it would sell out of the shelves, and then we would have you know shit stocked up in the back, and there would be a line of people waiting at the cooler to get more eggnog. Oh my god! It it's got a, to a point where I would be like, it's a seasonal thing. They, it's, come on, man. When you know something is limited, you're going to you be a thirsty your, bitch for it. It's not a secret recipe. It's literally milk. And what? Milk and what? Eggs. Are you serious? And nutmeg. That's it? That's it. Are you serious? <laughs> I can make that? <laughs> that's, the, that's the weird part about this whole, like, you can make it at home. I'm going to get some, and I'm going to mix it with, like, some shit. There's, I'm sure there are thousands of recipes on Pinterest. Um, Damn. Okay. Thousands. I'm learning like, so much. You know, I was a sock boy and I'd be like, hey, I got some other shit to do. You know, you about to be waiting at this cooler for about half an hour to get the eggnog. I got to get all this pizza. Yeah. And they're like, it's okay, we'll wait. Wow. For Dean's fucking eggnog. <laughs> it was in a carton too, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, Nog mustache. Fuck you. Nog stash, bitch. Ugh. So, so, okay, go ahead. What was you about to say that you didn't want them clients to hear? Oh, it's not that I didn't want to hear. It's just like, it's a funny story of how we started with this. So. One of my friends worked at my alma mater. He worked in recruiting. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I was talking to him. We were doing some stuff. And um, he's like, hey, why don't you um, come meet my boss? He, thinking that, like, I would be able to, like, get a job there. Because remember this other, we just failed that, our first thing. And so anyway, I meet his, his boss, which is the director of international admissions. And she's like, hey, do you know anything about this? You know, you lived in Korea. You know anything about the agents? So let me give you a little background. You know how in America we have college counselors? That doesn't exist outside of America. 
college counselors are private companies. So you go to this private company and ask them their advice on college and whatnot, and they help you figure that out, and you pay them for that. Mm-hmm. So this is this is weird for Americans, and a lot of um, people in charge of admissions, unfortunately, are old white people. So they're not really accustomed to adjusting their thought process to, you know, to meet other cultural needs. You know what I'm saying? If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, but she's this woman this that I met was completely open. She's like, let's, you know, she was like, I'm going to make this work, right? So she's like, do you know anything about these agents? We call them agents. They're just college counselors. You know and I'm like, yeah, I, I worked for one in Korea. And she's like, okay, well, can you help me, you know, figure that out? Like, can you help like us get in contact with these people? And I'm like, I sure can. Let's have a meeting Monday. This is Friday. I run Sonic the Hedgehog Naruto (laughs) style Mm -hmm. out of that building. Call Shen. With your arms behind My business part, yes. My arms like flailing behind (laughs) me. Shinobi style. I call Shen, my business partner, and I'm like, I have an idea. And I'm like, we can sell schools the service of getting them international students from Korea. We literally get incorporated that day. <laughs> wow. Pull together this bomb AF presentation. I call all my connections in Korea and we sell it to them for $4,000 and they bought it. We left the meeting I was like, and I was like, wow, that, I felt like that went, I felt like that went well. And like the next day we got an email like, oh, who should we make the checkout to? And I'm like, you're gonna pay us for not like you're gonna pay us for who we like basically we're just paying our you're paying for our connections yes it's amazing and we pulled together this is our first client originally we wanted to charge way more but she was like i know this is your first time doing this so nah, she, she got us she's she got smart us. with it she's smart with smart. it yeah can't you can't mess with smart women Mm-mm. anyway so she got us down to this whatever price and we but we still knew our shit. We still knew what we were doing. We weren't, we weren't, you know, the for like fake it till you make it. No, we were actually, we knew our shit. And we bring her to Korea. We do the whole thing. There's different avenues and I can go into it if you want to, but it's kind of long, but there's different avenues of recruiting international students from Korea. Cause Korea is not an easy market. In America, you can be like, we, we a D2 basketball and we'd be like, oh, okay, I'll go to your school. Like right. that doesn't work in Korea. Right. They're like, where am I going to work after school? Right. How much money you giving me? Like, right. anyway. It's a hard hidden question. <laughs> so we do the whole thing. Trip goes off without a hitch. It was super successful. They're still getting students because of a service we went on with them three, like two years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like last year, I think it was. That's crazy. And we're like, oh. So we market, we market it up. We go to canva.com. We make a bunch of brochures, all this stuff. We go, we start going to co- having booths at like educational conferences and then more and more schools just give us money. Yeah. We're basically a glorified tour agency. That's pretty awesome actually. But like for students. For academics. For academic folk. Yeah. That's good. And like business isn't crazy booming because we're brand new and we're young and like the owner is a black person. So mm-hmm. like. It's hard to convince a 65-year-old white man who's, like, head of the department at, you know, some 
university. I don't know why I'm using a British accent. I mean, I don't know why either, but I was going to let it ride. I was trying to like, I have to convince him that I know what I'm talking about. Give me your money. And one of our, and, and we'll just keep doing our most recent client was university of Wisconsin Stout. And it went so well that they, they want to do another project with us next summer that will bring in a ton of money. Like, I'll be able to hire people kind of money. Nice. And another school just is going to pay us $12,000 a year to represent them in Korea. Like 12000 isn't a lot, but just think about it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's still a, a low chunk. price. But now the next school, we can charge them fourteen. The school yeah. after that, we can charge them twenty. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah. Now you're making good. moves. That's amazing. Yeah, that we just phenomenal. opened an office in Seoul. South Korea. Wow, that's pretty you cool. You have an office in another country and yeah. multinational. She's, she's sitting next to me and she's on our podcast. Is there somebody that cuts the lights off when you're not there? Like I'm imagining somebody. My like, business partner like... moved back to Korea full time. Oh, he did. Okay, we an office there. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Because I was like, if y'all both come here and somebody leave the lights on, I'm like, no. like I got. The... <laughs> I was like, you should have seen the face he just made. <laughs> I was, yeah, that shit. He's hit. there full time. He is honestly, he's the brains. Like I'm not gonna pretend like I'm the smart one. I feel you. But he's the brains. Like he figures out the. He's the only reason I'm not in jail. The FBI or not the FBI, the who's the IRS. Mm. The IRS isn't down my back because he keeps that shit on lock. You need somebody that can do that shit. But I'm like honestly, for real. Like I'm the face. Like I love. I that's another thing. Like if I knew sales was a job, I've heard of salesmen. You know. Yes. But I, I don't know what that meant. I thought salesman meant you sold watches. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know there was medical sales. Like, if I knew medical sales was a thing, boy. Yeah. Honestly, there's so many different done. avenues that you really don't explore because nobody sits down and explains no, 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 what no, these no. jobs are sometimes. And not to be insensitive, but white kids are exposed to that. True. White yeah. kids are exposed to options. like, Or not even just white kids, just wealthier people of a certain background. Like... I met one of, um, I went to this, when I came back to America, I went to a Korean church because I didn't want to forget my Korean. I'm also a Christian. I wasn't just going because of no reason. But like, <laughs> I, I, went to a, I went to a Korean church because I didn't want to forget my Korean. And I also love Jesus. Everybody was a dentist. Everybody was a doctor. And I'm just like, like, how did you know, how did you know to go to dental school? Yes. You know, and she's like, well, my dad sells, has a company that like makes dental devices and i'm like and i shadowed a dentist in high school what like someone let you come to their like dentistry office and like look at people's mouths and you're like "Ooh, dentistry is cool like what I've, I've brought this up plenty of times um because you know we worked on an ambulance and that's how we met yeah um, i totally forgot you did that yeah so, uh, also I, have all another. about that so it, we're always hearing about how there's this shortage of doctors right and then the, the whole idea is we're gonna have more nurses to kind of fill that void right instead of getting into schools early instead of having outreach mm-hmm. so like there's this big it's not just a, a monetary gate because the school is so so long and expensive but like no people don't know really what a doctor does yep or even how what's the first step Right. Of even go like what and what's also cool about right now is you can go to med school for free. You can go to you can go you can you know how many free you know how many schools will if you study engineering will just pay for it. There are so many free like that's that that wasn't an option when I went to school. Schools weren't giving away money. Right. 
now it's like we have so much money from keeping people out. That's another like my love-hate relationship with higher education. You guys spent 300 years keeping folks out of school, out of your prestigious colleges, and now you want us there and we don't want to go and you're mad at us. Like you're the ones who didn't want us in the first place. So we have generations of not wanting to be in your space and you're mad. Anyway, but back back to the thing about outreach is University of Michigan has this interesting project where they have they're going into all the public schools. The University of Michigan has more than enough money to send thousands and thousands of students to school for free. I mean, easily. Thousands of students to school for free. So then they're not they're not struggling because it's University of Michigan. So they're like going into public schools and like having classes and doing fun things with kids while they're in elementary. Right. Where do you think those kids gonna go to school? University of Michigan. That's how they set you up. Conditioning. Yeah, but that's but I'm saying we can do the same. We're like, oh, we have a shortage of this. It's not a difficult fix. Or like companies like we just can't find minority talent. Have you looked? It's out there. They think saying just go is enough to make people like. There's so many options. It's it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. and you can say the the onus is on the person to do that research, and that's true to a degree. But they have the ability to to compartmentalize these things. I'm have- sorry, I have to cut you off. This whole BS about like you need to have the the self awareness, you know, self awareness, or like the the urge to like go and do your research. What are you going to research if you don't know what you're looking for? Exactly. I, I, I you 100% know, agree. I just don't, I don't want to give the sense that I'm letting people off the hook because people mm-hmm. will read into that too much. I, I 100% agree because it's something that I went through um, going to school because <clears throat> like, like I'm saying, the outreach that I got at, in my, you know, when I was 17, 18 was just go. Mm-hmm. And okay, well, just go doesn't actually motivate me. It doesn't mm-hmm. give me a passion for anything. It doesn't. Yeah, it's and, nothing. It's... And that's a big reason I dropped out because I was like, "Well, I like writing, so I'll go to college for English." Right. But do I want to be an English teacher? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like what. What does any of this mean? And I'm so glad that like it didn't work out for me, and like it's it's so depressing. I and I actually cry about it a lot. Like I can't get married because I can't buy a house because my income to debt ratio. Mm. Once I get married, my loan payments are going to shoot up to like seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah. You know, I can't get married. This is crazy. So like my goal in life is to make sure I have a bunch of nieces and nephews. And like my goal in life is like to make sure they don't fall into the same trap as me. So like one of my nephews, he's cool. And shout out to Damari. Mm. And he loves sports, right? Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'm being athlete. I'm like, ooh, you're like five, five, homie. And like a hundred pounds. Um, it's not much you can do tennis but anyway but so i'm like (laughs) but i'm trying to help so i took him and my other nephew my brother's youngest kid on a um a couple of college tours and my college tours are bomb we don't just go and visit campus like i call ahead i'm like send us all the black kids like we like we like this they had a very thorough tour we sent in some classes and stuff i don't play but I'm like trying to sh- open them up to the idea that you can still be in sports and not be an athlete. So everyone's heard of like like physical therapy, right? Of course. But there's another level of that, and I can't think of the word right now, and it's going to drive me crazy, and I can't believe I forgot. I know what you mean, because I've come across some, but I can't think of it either. But there's it's it's like two steps ahead of a um, of a physical therapist. Fun fact, 
physical therapist for the Bulls only makes like forty five thousand dollars. Oh wow! But this other thing, oh, what is the word? Basically, it's like only an extra year of school, only one more year. You're gonna—I mean, you'll probably have to do a fifth year anywhere, where you know, wherever you go. Right. But like, it's one more year of school. Starting salary sixty thousand. And like, you're still surrounded by athletes. You're basically, if an athlete gets hurt, this is the person you go to. Right. One of those people. And it's just like, you know, just to let him know that like, you can still be in the world of of sports, but like make money. For sure. How much of that is like a secret or you just have to find. It's not a secret. Or, you just have to be exposed to well, it. Well, that, that's what I mean. It's like the exposure's not there. So myself, for instance, the, the, the main things that I'm interested in are mm. music and medicine, and they're almost completely by accident. It's like I talked mm. to the right person on the right day and heard this right sentence to send me down the path. Yeah. When I was in grammar school, my school was poor. We didn't have a music class. Like We didn't even do recorders, okay? Uh, so I took Dang. the opportunity when I went to high school to just take any elective I could because I could finally do something for free. And then um, medicine, like I was where I did, I had a bunch of office jobs that I hated and I got laid off when the economy went bad. My mom was like, well, you go to EMT school, it's only a semester and it's a thousand bucks and you're guaranteed a job somewhere. And I was like, I guess I'll try this. And I ended up kind of liking it, mm. but there was never. Imagine if you were exposed to medicine in elementary school. Right. You would be right. a doctor. You right would have now. a set yeah. path. You wouldn't be sitting here. Maybe you would have a podcast on like minorities in medicine or something but you know what i'm saying you would be a doctor right, right. now no for sure that makes a difference you that whole thing about like walking crawling so other people can run or fly is like super legit because when you have kids now you can just be like listen this is what i went through this is how this is gonna go down i'm letting you know what's out here that's why when i see people people who have these opportunities and they choose mm. to act stupid yep. it's just like i know that exists but yeah. i want to be insert other profession here that like makes it way harder for you because to they know they can fall back on their parents or they can fall back on though the people who do that have some sort of safety net. one person that apparently came to the light is like that where uh, the rapper offset whatever apparently his parents are he well off to do off the exactly off the off the heezy for sheezy how old am i now like, <laughs> but no apparently it came to the light that his parents are very well-to-do individuals but he didn't he, notice he chose he to that? he chose to be a rapper instead and like rap about and that's, and and that's whipping fine. and flipping the bricks and that's cool we wouldn't have you know it's interesting if you go if you look back in history all of the like you know writers and scholars came from rich families because you had to be rich <clears> to be able to study something like art Yes, because you need... If you had time to study art, that means you had money. You got the foundation. You should have been on the farm, working, making money for your family. But there's positives and negatives about the, like, crawl so that someone else can walk and walk so that someone else can run kind of thing. Yeah. Because Trevor Noah, you know, the comedian? Yes. I love him. Shout out to South Africa. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I feel like I always have to give shout outs on the... No, do it. I mean, we're not shouting them out, so somebody got to do it. That's Um, important. But, like, he was He had a really, like, a really interesting short blurb about the black tax mm-hmm. and how like once one of you succeeds you know you have to bring everybody else up with you yes and it's you know we think about athletes like dang they making all that money but more most more than likely those boys who just got into the nfl mm-hmm. paying for their mama house paying for their grandma house paying vehicles feeding feeding everyone mc hammer Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what happened to Hammer. 
He was too legit to quit, and then he, he was giving everybody from the hood jobs because he felt he was bad leaving people. them behind. And he, he was helping people. So that honestly is something that does come up every now and then because someone brought it up. Uh, whereas, and I hate to make the make the juxtaposition, but there have been white athletes that have been like, no, this person is going back and like renovating the churches that they grew up in, like ma- building things in the neighborhood, investing yeah. in family members and trying to make sure people are it's so on and so forth. how much like, it's weird that no matter how rich black people get, we cannot escape these ridiculous stereotypes. No. Like, like the, like absent black father. Yes. I didn't grow up where I grew up. I don't know anyone who didn't know their dad. Right. That wasn't a thing. Right. Even my friends who didn't live with their dads, I still knew their dads because they were they would come around. Exactly. That wasn't a that's not a thing. Mm. I like for real. I like I It's not as much of a thing even as Even like I have a cousin who um she was my like by through marriage, but like she didn't know her birth dad, but like my uncle was her dad because he married her mom. So a male role model was there. You know, like that in and she's and she said like at his funeral, after his funeral, it was like, That's the only dad I knew. That was my dad. You know? And I don't know, I just it's it's weird because I I hear these these things about black people. You know, I, I keep scrolling. Not something that affects me or you you know, like it's not something that I see. So I yeah. just keep scrolling. But I don't know. It's just really weird. I did. I don't experience any of the things that I'm that that that, pe- that society says I'm supposed to experience. Exactly. Except for my experience with police. Yeah, that it's kind of hard. So how it's very that's there. It's always there. Hearing that, mm-hmm. like having like I remember when I first went to college, and you know one of my f- friends telling me like how like the cops drove her home one day because she like. Can you <laughs> can you imagine getting like a ride home by the cop? That's not something. Or a I ride to the hospital? No. Nah. A ride from them, like no. I can't imagine like getting a ride and then like nothing bad coming from that. It's situation. a it's a bias. <laughs> getting dropped off. I can't shake. Like it's just ingrained in me at this point. It's, like, it's from fucked the, up that like we they they exist for us and we we pay for their service. But there's a, a giant portion of the society that has this, has to have this feeling about them. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, that's one of the most, I mean, I haven't paid taxes in many years, but. That's, <laughs> like, that's, like, the idea of that bothers me so much that it's like, you you exist because of, because of me. Yes. But I, I'm, I have to have this, like, fear. I have to have this pit in my stomach when you drive by. Exactly. I have only had one positive experience my entire life with police. Right. And that was a friend from high school. Her dad was a police officer. Yeah. That was the only positive experience I've ever had a police, police officer. officer my other that. experiences are watching them sell guns to my cousins. It's it's so it's so ridiculous that people are like, How do these guns get in our neighborhoods? I'm like, they're put there. I was shooting, I, another one of my like side hustles to make money, I went to film school, so I know how to work a camera, right? And you was... Recording the video. Well, no, 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 no. Okay. I, one of my friends reached out. He he wanted me to um do this interview for him. He was doing like I guess he's doing a documentary or something. But we interviewed this guy who like used to be in a gang and like he's out, whatever, he's doing good with his life, blah blah blah. But he was like one day around one PM 
in the summer, so you know the sun was still in the middle of the sky, a car pulls up, some opens the trunk, and it's filled with guns. And like someone starts just like selling guns. No police were around. This and this is in the project. So you want to tell me that there was not a single patrol officer around conveniently when someone just rolls up with a car full of guns to sell to a bunch of little black kids. Uh-huh. Come on. You this know? is some other experience like heavy shit. Experiences um, you know, my my friends have had were like walking down the street, they heard gunshots, right? And then who told me the story? I think I was reading on Facebook, but like heard gunshots, they go up to police. I was like, hey, you know, we heard someone shooting and they laughed in their face and said, Yeah, we heard it too. Yeah. So like this narrative that like the police always run toward the gunfire. And that's not like, true. That's not that's not an experience. Because that's life. the narrative they want you to believe. It's like you know every day we out here, our life is on the line. They, they your life the is your life is on the line. That is true. They want it but, like this caste system almost, where the police are essentially blue collar working class people. They're the same as us. Uh, yep. But they're yep. not the same as exactly. One, I'm one of my Korean friends pointed out something very interesting. She's like. Why are your cops on horses? And I'm like, oh, so they can see over the crowd. And she's like, what? Like that 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 doesn't make sense. She's like, what do you mean? So they can see over the crowd? Like I'm like, oh, it's so they can. That's not the reason they're on horses. And I had to think about. It and it's like, no, so they can like establish their. Like no one's gonna try to fuck with a cop. You come up, you know, like on a like no one's gonna fuck with you. And you know what's fucked up is those horses <laughs> count as police officers. Yeah, you can't, right? you can't shoot a horse. So if I punch well, that horse in the stuff. face, like if I swing on, <laughs> if for whatever reason I pull a red dead and swing on a horse, not that I would, because they they can bite off faces. And not shit. only that, I, I why would you want to punch a horse? Very they be asking situation. for it sometimes. You ever seen they one of them? Side, they give that side of the face. It's like look, man, fuck you. Yeah. No, I don't like that shit. It's unfortunate that I feel like we have to bring up the police in every episode. That but it's it's it's, it's not, real mean, shit. It's not, it's not on us. But I wanted to bring up the story that I saw. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, I don't remember this. This took place in high school. I don't recall if the vending machine was malfunctioning or someone broke into it. But basically, all of the candy bars spilled out of this vending machine in a high school. Kids are jumping in, grabbing the free candy. As kids would do. As kids would do. Right. And then a video surfaced of some large police officers choking a small black kid who I think was about 15 and throwing him on the ground. For a candy bar? For a candy and, bar. And I have the uh, a screenshot here. Um, three of the kids were charged with theft. Two <gasps> were charged with disorderly conduct. And one student was uh, charged with disrupting a public school. What have, like, honestly, think about it. What has, like, police were put into school to help with with mass shootings, right? Right. What mass shootings have they stopped in schools? Not in schools. Damn. None. None. The only thing they've helped do was arrest students. And intimidate children. There's this um, TED talk about this woman who did this research about, like, the prison, she's a white woman, and she went to, like, some Ivy League, and she did a study on the prison to, the preschool to prison pipeline, and she would, you know, she's following this kid around, she, like, has a case study, she's following this kid around, he gets into a schoolyard fight, you know, he pushes a kid, another kid pushes him, one, one arm is swung, they're, like, seventh grade, so it wasn't nobody really getting hurt, and the police were called for a playground fight. I went to um, 
my parents moved to Indiana. And so I went to school for in Indiana for a little bit. No one, the police would never call for school fights. We had a police officer, I think not every day, maybe other, every other day in our school. And when there was fights, he was nowhere to be found. Right. The police didn't deal with school fights because they're school fights. Yeah. Like he was there for like mass shootings or like something crazy drugs, but like kids fighting in the hallway. He was no, I never saw that cop ever as it should have been Mm -hmm. like that. That's how it should have been. Like, you know, all they do is arrest kids for what? It, It bothers me that in a place of learning where of course, you have young people around their friends. There's going to be a certain amount of rowdiness and mm-hmm. whatever. But now you have a situation where a parent has to miss work that they may or may not be can't afford to miss. A kid has to miss school and they have to go to court because a vending machine broke and they picked the Snicker bars up off the, the floor. That's ridiculous. But I just can't imagine in any school in the in Latin, you know, any any school if a vending machine bro if the candy comes flying out you can't picture i'm a jump on that pile mm-hmm. like i just can't like how was that and that's not even a situation where they were potentially setting somebody sure- up like i've been on the train platform walking and i've seen just whole bags of marijuana just chilling clear as day sitting right there like you know at the point where it goes from concrete to blue before you step onto mm-hmm. the train mm-hmm. over on the red line and I looked and I was like, is that, that really is. I'm like, what the fuck? And I've looked up and seen obvious plain clothes mm-hmm. police officers because they they have the hoodies on, but it's bulky mm-hmm. underneath. Just like trying to look inconspicuous and like, not today. And I've just like had to walk on by. But these. But a kid sees that and he's like, ooh, free weed. Yes. One, the day I realized, I'm should've, I should have realized earlier with all my random experiences with the cops, but. I, I, my, the day I realized the cops were not here to help me and, and, you know, protect me was my first year of college when a group of like 30 white kids were sitting in Grant Park smoking weed. And I'm like, so y'all just out here. Cops walking by, cops driving by. Well, boys will be boys unless you're not even just, not bo- no, it was, it wasn't boys. It was just but a group the of same. kids. You the get same. what I'm saying? Like, not specifically. But like, imagine one black kid smoking weed on like 79th street right jail well, prison a menace to society at that point <laughs> but like all the art kids and and grant parker you know no big deal Man, fuck them kids there was a girl who fell out of a window good wait what <laughs> i'm sorry wait, what? this white girl that she was one of my friend's roommates she was at a party high off of something crazy and she fell out she jumped she jumped she told me in her words she jumped out of a window because she was so hot she i guess she thought she was gonna fly not from weed obviously but like on some crazy stuff and i'm like but this isn't a problem yeah but we're the problem right right that's girl jumped out of a window you jumped out a window <laughs> like ron brown's and her face was Fuck. Mess. You remember Ryan Browns? Uh, <laughs> you remember Ryan Browns? Jumping out the window with this one. I wonder what happened to his career. What? Who? Ron Browns. Pop champagne. Oh, we going to pop champagne. Y'all not about to make me feel crazy. What time is it? It is now 925. That's not bad. So we have a decision. We could cut it, make this half of the next episode, and then get into these topics and Let's make that. Let's just do a longer episode. You want to do? I think this is a, an important episode and... 
we're we're bi-weekly at best anyway so if we go to do an hour and 40 i don't think it's gonna reload what do you think i'm i'm still kicking i'm in this bitch you in this bitch cool so all right so you've you've heard episodes of ours before right Mm -hmm. you know you ready for this shit yes because we have topics that we put down you already got yours i assume right sure so (laughs) it was pretty awesome because you said a few things during your story that made me think of some of the topics that i actually have down uh before we get into those we usually do a recap of what we've been doing and what we've been getting into over the last two weeks reggie has had a more exciting time than I have, I yeah, assume. It wasn't Tell us about your week. How many, how many people did you see doing cocaine? <laughs> uh, so uh, here's, so I'd never been to Las Vegas before, and I never had a big urge to go because I'm not like a basic bitch or anything. And it, it's, it's interesting, though, because Las Vegas is everything that you think it is, but it's, it's still kind of got that Willy Wonka effect. So it's definitely mm. gaudy and disgusting and mm. basic and whatever. Um, but then when you get there, I don't, have you guys been? Never. When you get there, it's like, you look up and you're like, this is a 100 foot high LCD telling me to go to Cirque du Soleil. There's just, it's like somebody built this, somebody thought of this. Mm -hmm. And then the whole idea where they have this optical illusion that they created on purpose where you're walking and everything looks closer than it actually is Mm. to get you to walk farther to, you know, my friend, I mean, he's kind of wealthy but he's like this is where poor like vegas is for poor people because everything is so cheap in vegas everything is super cheap in vegas free shows ridiculously cheap food cheap hotels like it's where poor people go it's where and it's where a poor person can act bougie because if you want to waste your money you can so Mm -hmm. it's like i didn't spend a lot of money there there were there's there's people handing you coupons for two for one drinks you can go buy um shots Prepackaged shots for two, three bucks. Drink them while you're walking down the street. Or if you want to pretend like you have money, you could put a suit on and buy a twenty dollar cocktail in the casino for no reason. It's um, no cocktails worth twenty dollars. But it's basically like if you go there with, with the city kid mindset, you could have a lot of fun and not spend a lot of money. Maybe a lot of fun is an is an overstatement. But it's mostly it's like I'm from Missouri and I've never seen a mm. building over three stories tall so I'm gonna get my mind blown in everything I do it's like even the food there I mean we live in Chicago you get anything. we have great food yeah right but you can go there and the stuff you eat there you will not be able to get where you're from because that's how mm. the majority of America is so I get it in that sense exactly um, but yeah for me I mean like I got to but two days was probably enough I had to be there a really long time because um, I wanted to fly for very cheap, so mm-hmm. th- I had to go for an extended amount of time. My plane ticket was like a hundred bucks. Nice, it's worth it. Yeah, that's good. Um, so my my main adventure that I had um, was we. I was visiting uh, my best friend's ex wife, which may sound weird, but let me preface this by saying that she is in a relationship with a man that she lives with. I stayed with both of them. Beautiful. Nobody was boning anybody. Anybody. Uh, <laughs> so it was her day off. We go, we drink two for one cocktails. This is starting at like 3 p.m. We go, uh, we're walking down the street drinking. We go back to her house because they have bottles there. She throws up. (laughs) Classic (laughs) Vegas. So she throws up and I'm like, yeah, man, you know, we're getting up there. We should probably, you know, not go out. And it's 7 p.m. or something. Um, But no, uh, some people came over. We decided we were going to go to a nightclub or multiple nightclubs. The night kind of became a blur at that point, but I got introduced to uh, her friend who is a regional manager for Sephora, 
and he took a, a shine to me, and it was very, uh, mm-hmm. he was very kind. He did overstep his bounds some, <laughs> and I, uh, I had a moment where I had to get inside my own head, and I was like, you know, I, w- I would love to own a Nintendo Switch and Super Smash Brothers, but how much am I willing to pay for that? Mm. You know, not in dollars, but you know. <laughs> in, in booty. <laughs> or uh, mouth. You could, you, I think you'd be a great sugar baby. Well, so we went to some club that's supposed to be a big deal. It was like a club here, but uh, the had you know floor to ceiling windows, and you look out, and the the view around Vegas, like if isn't it just dirt? Well, if you're facing away from all the lights and shit, because the strip is like three four miles, it's uh, to the west. It's this mountain range, and it's really beautiful. Like I was in this parking structure, and I looked out in that direction. It does, it looks like a painting. It doesn't even look real. So it's like okay, cool view. Uh, and this guy's he's like, hey, I bought you uh, another Ciroc drink. Just uh, drink up. And uh, How did Ciroc become a thing? My friends tried gross. to leave me yeah. um, is gross. to it's go nasty. have intercourse. And I was like, well, I don't know where I am, and I'm really drunk. And uh, I guess I can't go back to your house either where I'm staying because I don't have a key, and you guys are going to have sex and black out. <laughs> and then he said that I could go with him. And then he, he rubbed on my penis through my pants. <sighs> and then... Um, you were sexually harassed. Yeah. I'm sorry that happened, man. Uh, but you then, are a part of the Me Too, dude. But yeah. I, uh, I guilted them into letting me go back there, and I was like, you know, I'll put my headphones in and have sex as loud as you want, and then I fell asleep with them. No, legitimately, yeah, nah, exactly. See, when you said you went into your head about the Switch situation, um, and I do understand that things are different, like the shoes that you walk in and the path you take will be different from other people because of who you are. Uh, I automatically thought I would have gone into my head and was like, should I beat his ass right now? <laughs> nah, I'm not going to do that. Well, if I felt like I were in danger. Like of course, the fight or flight really kicks in. Of me. course, yes. But it was basically like, I knew that he was a bottom. I knew what he wanted from me. And I knew that it would take okay. an amount of my effort to make that happen. Yes, for sure. For so sure. So I never felt like... Is what he did right? Like, no, not by uh-uh, any means. Uh-uh. But personally, and in that situation, it didn't need to get. Right. It didn't need to get crazy at all. It's just like, well, I get, I get turned up off the principle of things. There was a few times where I was at the pride parade, and there were ladies like walking, and there was one who, like, uppercutted my shit because of course she's shorter than me. She looked up. Uppercutted your penis. Yeah, with the palm. She looked oh. up, looked down, went wham grab cock and balls i don't use the word cock that often grasps and then kept walking past and i was like you know honestly it's where we are everyone's drinking everyone's having a good time i guess people are feeling like sensual and whatnot who knows who took what i'm not about to turn up i'm gonna let that shit slide so i kept on walking but i was just like you know it can definitely set the tone for the type of uh, experience you're having wherever you are You, you know you need consent to be touching on stuff and i've seen a lot of women telling other femmes or women is like, I understand that you're a woman and you feel comfortable right. and whatnot, but you still need consent to grab my titty. I don't have that problem with women, but I have that problem with gay men. Mm, they can be like, it's okay, I'm gay. It's like, no. They, they wouldn't say that, but they would. But yeah, I know. They would just it's implied. Touch stuff it's like, implied. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Going back to what you were saying about like you being with your two friends, um, I make a point not to travel in threes. It's easy to, to get split if, off. Yeah, so if there's four, at least I have one other person. For sure. Mm-hmm. Unless it's three girls, and I don't have to really worry about that too much. Because whoever, I mean, if you go home with someone, I'm going with y'all. But what surprised me is I was like, this is the same dick you get every day. You don't need to 
ditch me in, in the middle of Vegas? I'm... Oh, right. That was her husband. Yeah. Or her, not her special penis. Whatever. It's yeah, not a nah. special penis. This is like built in dick you <laughs> live guaranteed with. Penis. Yeah, guaranteed. It's at home. It's in the foundation. It's going to be there. Unless he's doing a new trip. They might got a Kama Sutra booklet or something. You never know. He might Again, be doing tips and tricks in the coochie. Penis. It is the same penis, but it could do tricks now. Do tricks on the dick. <laughs> so, uh, I guess over the I'm last... Very, um, what? In the tricks? No, excited to have sex one day. Oh. Okay. That's what's up. Since we're talking about penises. Yeah, we're talking about dicks. And yeah. doing tricks well, with the dick. Admire it, your commitment. Well, yeah. it was my boyfriend's idea. Yeah, no. Not That's my, legit. Not my idea. Oh, but <laughs> so you you put that out there Sorry, like look Bo. listen he's like <laughs> yeah, no, that was not not my choice no 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 I respect he that said, he said you gotta wait to get this nog he was like yeah I, this I, egg I, I'm, I'm I'm I think he said weird but I'm waiting till marriage and I was like oh I guess that means me too oh that's a beautiful thing I mean hey, yeah, it's cool that's yeah, real cool. cool man I asked Jesus so, to send me someone that would bring me closer to the word. And that's exactly what he said. It's just funny because we don't, started. Don't pray for it because you're going to get it. No, no. We just started the, the episode off with the clit suck vibration thing. <gasps> right. And it kind of came full circle came a full little circle. bit. Now you know why I needed a, some sort of uh, pleasuring toy. 11 I don't, I don't suck penis. molds. That's just crazy to me. Oh, I'm, I feel like this is anticlimactic. But I, over the last week or so, I've just cat sit. I was cat sitting. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine, Ebony, came by with Can't her. Can't cats live for like 10 years without food? No, no, I don't think that's yet. possible. No, unless they start <laughs> I mean, like ten days. Automatons. Um, no, no, I don't. I don't know if I want to test that. You know, like okay, so if you leave a, a bag of dog food open, the dog will eat the entire bag. But cats can regulate their. Oh, eat that cat was hungry. portioning. Yes, he portioned right, his so food. So like, you can leave a cat for a few days. Potentially, and they won't die. But he had like uh, separation anxiety and stuff. Oh. He was like a rescue and whatnot. She so wanted somebody that would be able to give him this is why i shouldn't have pets you see you was just like let me see how long this motherfucker will last if i just leave a bag here <laughs> but he it was a really 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 great experience his name is tiger uh i was his nickname Classic his nickname tiger. tiger tiger perfect his nickname was tevin campbell like, while he was staying with me i was like hey, yo tev he was like meow, 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 meow. you know cats only meow at humans yes yeah. that is something crazy. interesting that i found out they're so trying to mimic the sounds that we're making oh, they're, so. trying, they're trying to communicate mm-hmm this is so crazy. Like, wow. Back to topics. Yes. Oh, yes, I'm ready. Here we go. So, yeah, that week was pretty decent. It was cool. I have not drank coffee in about 15 or 16 days. Wow, I would have massive Yes, headaches. I need the story behind that. Because you mentioned it in passing, and I'm like, what? what? Why? So, what happened was I was at work on the Wednesday before last or something like that, and I frequent Gaslight a lot. One of my favorite coffee spots. Their coffee will get all up in your ass like an enema. <laughs> so I had one large coffee and then I went about my day and someone brought me another coffee because, Ooh. yeah, it's a restaurant thing. Like people are like, yo, here you go. Like we all take care of one another. They might have got it for free or whatever else. They gave it to me. Now, I limit myself to one cup a day. I was like, fuck it. I'm out of work early. <laughs> I close tomorrow. So I got time. I'm about to live it up in this bitch. And I go ahead and I drink at least 75% of the second cup of this large coffee. And I was zooted. I was zooted. I stayed up until about 5 or 6 playing Final Fantasy 15 oh or whatever. Red Dead. I'm on Red Dead clapping up people and their horses. And then the next day, it was just like caffeine high to a point where I was like, oh, no. Like, 
I went grocery shopping on accident. <laughs> I, I, I was walking. You may as well do something. Yeah, I was walking down diversity, and then I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to go to the grocery store. And I just went. I was on autopilot. I was in there just grabbing things. And I was like, yeah, this is bad. So the next day, I was like, nah, I don't need to drink no coffee today. Then the next day, I was like, nah, I don't need to drink any more coffee. And I had headaches for both of those days because my body. Drawing. Yes. And I was like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to drink mint tea. And I've been doing that so far. So I've just gone into seeing how long you can do it. So it's like no nut November, but with no mm-hmm. coffee being mm-hmm. well, December. Yeah, it does. Way so less. You, so I don't think it'll mint. Help, it'll help with the headaches. Mint tea doesn't have any at all, apparently. If it's mint black or mint, um, depends on mm-hmm. what leaf. You know your tea shit. That's phenomenal. I lived in Asia, dude. Hell yeah, you I did. I know the tea shit. You know the tea shit. Cool, it's time. So you was talking about running like Sonic slash Naruto. Have you seen that Sonic poster? For the, the live movie. action? For the live action movie, yeah. I saw the Sonic, but not the poster. Okay. Like there was like a little, because someone made a meme. No, they're, 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 it's really happening. Uh, it's a poster of him like on, I think, one of these bridges. I don't know if it's San Francisco or whatever, but his legs are mad skinny. He got some <laughs> form of doing thin, but cut. They're, they're thin, but cut. It makes sense. It seems like the legs That's he would leg, have. Yeah, it's the legs he had I in the game. I just don't understand why. I don't need it, is what we I want to say. all these years... So I felt but this- that's the thing. I feel like I know we hate when someone takes something from our childhood and does it. But like this, my nephews don't know Sonic. Mm-hmm. So they have to be introduced to him. They can't be introduced to him from the 90s video but game. Sonic as a, a weird ass blue man with a big head. <laughs> yes, because, yes, because that's what these kids know. That's See, the animation that I they think, know. I think I'm unbiased because I don't give a shit. So I had a Sega Genesis. I had Sonic 2. Oh, outside, no, 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 no. We were Sega family. But outside of that, we like, do that other I shit. Don't, I know that Dreamcast. Sonic games are bad. Don't care. Sega Satellite. What the fuck? Yep. Sega Satellite. We what the fuck is Sega that? Sega Satellite. I don't know what it that is. It was subscription Sega. And they would like, through this giant, um, what are those things? I don't even remember what those are called television T- antenna the dish but it was like an outdoor antenna and it was like round y'all was on some and, weird shit and you like put it in the ground nah that's some weird shit anyway it was a thing of the y'all night. had infrastructure going on for sega <laughs> games but it, but basically you would hook it up somehow to your tv and every month you get a new subscription of games that's ridiculous it was called sega satellite mm. you had to put out a satellite dish that's what it was <laughs> I think he said it. He did say oh, it. He did say, he did it, say it. What, it wasn't like what you think of now as like direct TV satellite dish. It was like this mesh. It was this. It was this weird contraption. Y'all yeah. was balling. So like I understand. What I they told you I grew up in a middle class black neighborhood. You Ninja called it. Turtles. I grew up in Ninja Turtles, and then there's been an iteration like every five years. Mm-hmm. And then the new Ninja Turtles, they look weird to me. But you know what? I'm not a kid. I don't have to watch it. As long as they like it, they could watch it. I feel like this Sonic thing's a little bit different because the Sega people don't like it. I don't think it's only adults that are mortified by whatever it is he's supposed <laughs> to be fucking doing. I'm sure there is a seventh grader who's going to love the crap I out of that so. movie. I feel like I'm biased and I'm not speaking about anyone's nieces or nephews in particular, but fuck these kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need it. I don't want it. Like, it's just like, why is this happening? I, it's not I, for you. I know. I don't have to watch it, but. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, that could, that shit could have been spent on something else. I'm trying not to become one of those old grumpy people that, like, don't understand the youth. Nah, man. Man, they got tablets and shit. They got way more than we ever it's had. So they don't need this shit. watching my one-year-old niece. Exactly. 
interact, like use my cell phone, like know how to use my cell phone. They just come out and they know how. They come out the womb knowing how to operate. uh, 14 months, excuse me, Mm -hmm. you know how to turn my phone on? Mm -hmm. While we're on the subject of actually things being reiterated, it's different to have a Sonic movie, whereas it's different to have like a game or something like that. Because Mortal Kombat comes out every once in a while yeah, it's the yeah, same yeah. formula they tried movies way back when they did yeah. not end up well i i don't know why people hated the motor combat movie I like you it. know I thought it was so much when's fun. the last time you saw that shit when i was a kid watch it again yeah. it was for children <laughs> no nah, watch it again no it wasn't niggas no. was getting killed motor combat oh, is never for children we always saw people getting killed that's nothing new. that's because we black but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like no <laughs> but no like mortal combat it was definitely not i did not like, know that was not for so motherfuckers getting stabbed and murdered. It was an action movie. Nah, Mortal that's... Kombat was the reason why Congress got involved in video games and that there's a rating system for age. Wow. Yeah, the games, the so games. I shouldn't have been playing that. No, you no. shouldn't have. Oops. They were ripping spines out. They were ripping spines out. But they were like cartoons ripping spines out. It it's still spine <laughs> rippage. It was people. It was people, digitized actors. You trying to let that shit slide. Nah, Whatever. you was wild. I loved Mortal Kombat. So, that was my game. People have been trying to get in Mortal Kombat's ass because... A recent commercial came out, and they have Twenty One Savage doing the music for yeah, it. I thought that shit was that shit was pretty lit. That shit was pretty awesome. Why is that a problem? It's a problem because white nerds, incel uh, oh. motherfuckers, are like, I like the Mortal Kombat, but they're doing too, doing too much with this diversity thing, trying to integrate rap music. It just didn't fit with what was going on. It doesn't make any sense. Like they could have left that out. And I was like, you you realize Twenty One Savage? Well, first off, his name is Twenty One Savage. This is like the what the umpteenth Mortal Kombat game. Right. I don't think they had 21. <laughs> How many of these do we have? I don't know. But also, <laughs> he makes songs about killing people. Yeah. And it is, <laughs> it is a game. Is Say your favorite line that I think of every time. Uh, uh, uh. You used to do it all the time. I do it still. All nigga, these niggas claim like they tough. Dramatic pause. Till a nigga get killed. <laughs> Till a nigga get spilled. Till his blood get spilled. And this, that's literally Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it is. I'll be like Mortal Kombat. Like it was uh, you know, Scorpion fighting and not Jack, so we don't need a rap song. Yeah, nah, we don't need a rap song. It's just like Funny story about video games, um, black culture and white people. So I have two white roommates. <clears throat> One of my roommates is a like hardcore gamer. Um, he like goes to those competitions and stuff and one time I was walking past his room and I hear voices. I'm like, oh, are you talking to people in the game? And I'm like a mom. And I come in and I sit next to him. It was beating and I ended, up, I ended up talking to the two dudes he was playing with. And somehow we got on the topic of the N-word, of course. And of course, they were also white. And he's like, I don't respect anyone who uses the N-word. And I'm like, cool. So why don't you turn off? this current song that you're listening to while playing this video game because it's made by a black person who uses the n-word right exactly like don't listen to our music don't like you like don't it's hard to get around like you can't listen to this podcast because i'd be dropping that shit left and right to avoid black people in your quest to not respect people use n-word exactly it's not gonna happen you can't kick it with a lot of mexican people either it was ridiculous like nah everybody be dropping that shit left and right it is super stupid i feel like i feel like honestly these kids that was a really interesting conversation that you had because and they weren't kids they were adults adults because years ago i bring this up every now and then on ps4 online interactions are way different from in xbox 360 online interactions where 
I've been on. And somebody's like, oh, you shot me in the head, you fucking nigga. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, I have a little bit of PTSD from, like, playing online. You can't play anything militant, Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops, or whatever else. Because that's, that's what pushed me out of is somebody is somebody with a monster energy drink in their hand ready <laughs> ready seriously no that's seriously what pushed me out of games like i grew up playing games i got like my presence was always my brother's hand-me-downs mm-hmm. i told you we we're a hardcore sega family mm-hmm. i remember i accidentally went on the internet with my sega mm-hmm. genesis and like our, our phone bill was like through the roof and my mom beat my ass yeah that's and, an ass beating right there but um but like that was my ex- first experience of like because that wasn't the internet yet, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that was. But That's I would plug thing. the phone jack into the Sega. That is the internet. Oh, that was the That's internet. like dial-up. Back when oh, it was okay. like dial-up. You had to use I the same really line remember. as the phone. That's back when it used to go... <laughs> yeah, I just remember that experience. And like that made me so excited <clears> about <throat> video games. And so I got more into video games. Started playing more. And then I experienced for the first time. My mom's best friend had like a, a young son. Shout out to Jaren. Shouts out to you, Jaren. And we sang out all the time and play video games. And that was the first experience of like communicating with someone and like them just being. And then once they heard my voice and that I was, I'm, they assume obviously I'm a female. And it just went downhill from there. I'm just like, I don't understand why. Like, I get like razzing your opponent, but like, why are you being so mean? We're playing a video game. Yeah. Because it's anonymous and you see the same thing in comment sections, you know, and mm-hmm. Google is trying to fix that by making you have your real name and your real well, picture. Well, good luck. But mm-hmm. yeah, good People luck. make fake accounts, so mm-hmm. we'll that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, and that's what got me out of video games. And like, I, like, you know, would probably still be into them this day. Well, People you know, it's changed PS4. I don't have anybody saying the N word, but I, it, no. I I watched a video about it, and what somebody was saying is it's because everyone's in party chat, group chat now. Before, when you would play Halo on Xbox 360. Everybody, it was like you would have ten people. Per yeah, side. it's like yep, the yep, talking yep. At once. it's like the party line. Yeah, you just get tossed yeah. in. Yeah, so it's like somebody. I remember my first experience with that too. One somebody, I can't remember who it was, was having a Halo party, and we all came over and like, and he had all this like um, camouflage stuff all over the house. It was really oh funny. hell no. And it was it was <laughs> like, like that. They didn't hunt or anything. They just used that as decoration. Okay, like camouflage so stuff and like fake grass it was it was a bomb i was kind of scared for a little bit so while we're talking about it uh, i want to wrap the video game stuff up we're talking about nintendo switch and how i'm gonna get one so i can play super smash brothers that's just been out since we was kids it keep going i need that once i get it i'm gonna drop the friend code so everybody can add me and beat my ass because i'm not gonna be good from the get-go my friend uh, one of my friends from college she's a bomb ass cosplayer Mm -hmm. um and she did a Bowsetta, which is a ooh that combo between mm. um, I love it. Thick. Princess Peach and mm. you guys want to see a picture of her? Hell yeah, she I want to see that shit. She has a big booty. Mm. Oh, we like that. And she shares all of the dirty messages people send her. Yeah, they shouldn't be sending those. Just watch, just watch and scroll away like I do. Yeah, I don't like the do photo that. because you appreciate the work. Yeah, or of the course. Booty, That's it. That's it. She got cakes. Like, admire them and go on about your business. How do you spell Cheyenne? I don't know. C-H-E-Y. Cool. So, why y'all doing that? Um, <laughs> I, oh, wait. Let oh, me see I know that. her. Let me see that. That's a dude's girlfriend. Wait, let me see that. Fuck what I was saying. Let he me see that. He has the pompadour. Let me see that. Yeah. Steve. Steve. Me see that. This is her about that. Show me that. I want to see that. 
Wait. Uh, yeah, it you're, you're going to love it. Sir. Pass it to me right now. <laughs> Let me see that. Yeah. Follow her on Instagram. I've met her a million times. Oh, Jesus Christ. She's so cool. She lives in Vegas, I think. Or God Arizona. damn. I don't really know. Southwest. North. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Yo. Isn't she great? Yeah. But what's, what's, I mean, this doesn't suck, but like, yes, she's hot, but she's also an amazing seamstress. Oh, really? She sews her like, own stuff and She stuff? makes all, everything she's wearing, she made by That is hand. pretty phenomenal, actually. And she starts, she shows us, like, this is the fabric I'm using, and, like, she yeah. cuts it and sews it together, and, like... Does she ever do anything with cashmere? I, pro- probably. I have this fascination with cashmere. I don't know what it is. She it's has just so a soft. Patreon account. Oh, so nice. So if you want to give her money to do a cashmere thing, she will do it. Do something with cashmere. Make a cashmere koofy. And if she could just send it to me... Can I do that? If I was like, yo, if I pay you to make this cash cool, that's you can send me that. I think that's a thing. Okay, I'm down with and that. she's so awesome. She's so awesome. Sweet. Speaking of cosplays and stuff, uh, there's a guy I want to give a shout hold out up, to. Hold up. What? Follow Cheyenne Jazz Wise Official on Instagram. Link. She's amazing. She, you got all the shout outs. You lit as hell. <laughs> you better be telling people about us after this. I w- of course. It's important. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Sir Harizzle, Harrell, because he did a really, really cool Miles Morales uh, cosplay because and i actually went to see spider-man enter the spider-verse that shit was phenomenal reggie have you seen it yet i also cannot stay late guys i really have to work in the oh, okay it's almost one 10. of my million so jobs. we can we can wrap up what i was thinking though it would be awesome if you signed us out in korean yeah of course what do, do you want to have her say what up niggas that, it's the lands that, huh? that would be in all in english Damn. So like in Korean, there's this thing that happens recently where a lot of the newer words, you you say that in the language that created that word. Mm. So what's up is just what's up. Fuck. Y'all, y'all, I wish I could have seen the faces they both made at me. They was just like, nigga. I was like, <laughs> like really did. Say. Well, thanks for listening to our show. Thanks for listening to our show. We appreciate you guys. Follow us. Or, yeah, know. all that what's, stuff. What's the stuff? That's usually what we do. Say it's something like, like that. Yeah. And then, but. Put spit sessions in there. It's going to be spit in English. Sessions. And then it'll sound funny, you know? It will. Yeah, yeah. All right. 여러분, 오늘 다 들어주셔서 고맙습니다. Spit sessions 항상 재밌어서 계속 들어주세요. 안녕. So goodbye is like, to your, if you're saying goodbye to your friends, you can just be like, 안녕. So everyone say that. One, two, three. 안녕. 안녕. Or like, see you later is 안녕. It's like, Saying goodbye right, to someone who's sleeping. No, you can do it. You can do it. Anyongi kaseyo. Anyongi. Anyongi kaseyo. Anyongi kaseyo. Yeah. So. One, Am I two, racist for doing like this? I'm it's doing. It's only racist if you do this and then go. No, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm holding up the peace sign, but I'm not doing anything with my not eyes. It's actually peace sign. It's victory. It's victory. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I never knew that. Finna get in that ass. Finna get in that ass. kaseyo. I will always come back. Thank you. We appreciate you. Take it easy. When I make more money. <laughs> she she really had to go. She she's not here anymore. But we got some topics to go through. So good riddance. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to repronounce the the Korean without her here because I'm about to fuck that up yeah. immensely. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play myself. So usually we have some topics to go through. We got a few. Um, it was really cool to have a guest on that had a story like that it was really really hopeful it had a lot of diversity in it it was definitely something you would hear at a college or someone would use to get you to go to a college so she's she's really good she's really good and i aspire to be like her and go international with the shits 
Well, I hope you do that. <laughs> I asked Reggie to bring some eggnog before he came over, but he just... Well, I left work and I have to go back to work. Yeah. And I don't want to waste time getting eggnog. Was you worried about having the bubble guts too? A little bit or no? Was I that... don't want to drink it. I don't want to taste it. I don't want it on my lips. It's not that bad, man. It's thick, but it's, it's rather... It's milk, r- but thicker with spices in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that is. It sounds like a recipe for a disaster, but I mean, it's it's an acquired taste. All right, cool. So... Some of the things that we wanted to go through, you have seen Spider-Man enter the Spider-Verse. Yes. yes, now I have. Nice. Well, how did you feel about it? I thought it was great, and I thought if it were, if I were a kid, it would change my life. Oh, that's really sweet. That's a nice way of thinking about it. For me, it was it was really really interesting. The and I say things are interesting a lot, but it was really really good. I'm going to specify seeing him the uh, cold switch from how he was speaking to people at school to how he was speaking to family members to how he was speaking to people that spoke Spanish. Um, that, that was a real twist for me and that was really cool. It just kind of had everything without it feeling forced or fake. Yeah. Like it had the minority element. It had the, you know, young man element. It had the family element, like everything. Um, and it was super relatable and Mm. just, um, good overall. I'm trying to think of something negative because the I wasn't I didn't go see this because I thought the the art direction was so cool, but it was really great. Um, Even though there wasn't a draw, it was like it was one of the first things I noticed. And then the way that little things switch here and there, you know, it's like not consistent the whole way through. Exactly. I like the bits of humor that it had in it. That was really cool. And I guess the only negative thing I can think about saying is the fact that. His uncle, I thought for some reason for sure, was going to be voiced by Common, but it was voiced by Marshala Ali, yeah. which was really good. Which is better. It is way better, but it's just the way that he looked that made <laughs> me think. I was like, oh, that's Common. Yeah, that's whenever there's common. a guy who looks like that in a movie, it's Common. It's Common. It has to be Common. It's always Common. Yeah. Um. Did you stay until after the credits? No. Like I all sh- the way? I stayed a really long time, and I was like, oh, they don't have anything. No, nah, they did. It was, um, I'll let you figure it out it was funny more so than like oh, necessary because that's what i was thinking like i was waiting a long time and i was really tired because the show was at 11 that night exactly so i didn't get out till like one Nah, for sure yeah uh, you was in that bitch for a while but i was like you know what if there's something it'll be on youtube i'm surprised i didn't hear about it mm-hmm. people have been really really good with spoilers um the I ending really believe in that but that's that's just me the ending of spider-man the ending of red dead which i finished a while ago nobody i don't have i haven't seen a single person tweet about that that is true i i'm really impressed i guess when it's something that everyone takes part in or everyone is really really enjoying the likelihood of it might go down but maybe i'm just following the right people because i haven't seen anybody be like yo this happens to this person or that happens to that person uh yeah if i had to nitpick one thing i didn't love how the kingpin looked yeah that was kind of he looked like kanye west in that video he made with little pump um, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, it, it looked fine. It worked cartoony. But, you know, uh, I grew up with that one Spider-Man cartoon, and he's just like a buff-ass dude. Yeah, he's really buff. Basically, he doesn't even have superpowers. He's just super-duper yeah. thick and, and seeing swole. him, seeing his head come out of the center of his chest was just... <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was a little bit weird. It took some getting used to for me, too. Um, Another news, Kanye's still crazy. I'm tired of talking about that. He's hey, just going to uh, be like so, that. That was ridiculous and sad and stupid, uh, but I loved when he said that's why he got shot. 
Degrassi. That's why you got shot in Degrassi. That was funny. That was funny. And it's funnier because you know he he was like mad when he typed that. Yeah, that's why you got shot in Degrassi. <laughs> yeah, I can see him being really, really passionate and thinking that is an, a really good insult to you. Did you see that use. video of him skateboarding? Yeah, I did. He was trying to do an ollie and everybody was like, woo! He was like, man, don't, yeah. don't hype me up for that weak-ass shit. At least he had the wherewithal to know that yeah. that was some huff shit. But that's what, like, to me, that that's an insight into how bad his life is. Yeah. Yeah. He probably doesn't have anybody checking him, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's starting to check himself maybe a little bit, unless he really doesn't want to. He got Drake calling him, threatening him. <laughs> I don't know why he was using so many spaces in those tweets. That was what was throwing me off. I was like, you t- you typing like a crazy person, bro. Go get some help. You got money. You got money. You know, I don't really, I can't really identify what was going on, but I hope everything is okay. He accused Drake of getting surgery on his body after he got surgery on his body everybody just getting surgery if you could get surgery on one thing what would you get uh i already have my answer lipo i would get lasik that's not are you that's surgery that's not a plastic surgery it doesn't have to be plastic surgery it's surgery to fix something though we were just talking about two men getting plastic surgery like what surgery would we i ain't get? say plastic surgery i just say a surgery yeah but come on i mean i i guess i would um mm, I have a thing for like the future and hopefully I'll be able to get like a robot leg or arm or some shit like that. Like Will Smith and our robot. That shit was pretty cool. He hated robots way too hard in that movie. Like it was irrational. <laughs> Even though the robot was helping him, he just had a distrust of. But it didn't make sense. He didn't trust robots because they saved him instead of a little girl. Yeah, he, he was mad. Robots forever. He's like, you say that you should could have saved that little girl, but you don't, you ain't got no soul and you ain't got no emotions. But the way that I he hate was you. angry and hated robots, it was like a robot killed a little girl. Yeah, which was, is a big difference. It was a big difference, mostly. So he hated his arm. He hated other robots. <laughs> <laughs> he wore Converse. He was doing a lot of athletic things while wearing Converse. He was Converse up all angry with the robot. Arm. With the ah. Uh, I think that's dangerous because he didn't have feeling in that. So an accident could have potentially happened if he were to actually partake in doing that. I did not murder him. I did not murder him. Yeah, that robot was like slamming on stuff. That was a really, really cool. That was Shia LaBeouf before he got crazy. He was in that movie, too. I feel like we've talked about iRobot more than once. On it's podcast, a good movie. And that's not we shouldn't do that. It's a good movie, though. Uh, is it good? It's good. Yeah, bad, it's good. It's like... So if you had to choose between uh, Bright and iRobot iRobot. If you had to choose between, I think I'm going to just leave it there because it's only going to get worse from there. There's I'm going to keep saying Bright and other Will Smith movies. Bright is not a good movie and it's it's like, it's like an annoying It movie. wasn't bad. It was funny and entertaining. I like the concept. If you had to choose between Will Smith's new ponytail as the genie and like <laughs> any movie in the cat like would you rather watch iRobot again or do you want to see non-blue Will Smith as the genie in the new Aladdin movie I'm not one of those people who feels like anything he ain't gotta be blue I just I think you look goofy. I don't like that sentiment like the you ruined my childhood thing I so you know that I loved Beauty and the Beast too growing up I grew up on all those Disney movies like a right. lot of people did and they made that new one and i watched 20 minutes of it and it was weird looking to me and i just stopped watching it yeah that's all you gotta and do and i can still go back and watch the old one and i yeah. still have my memories of the old one if you don't so if you i don't. have no interest in this new aladdin because uh i think aladdin has my favorite disney songs in it i can show you the uh, world so i you know i watched that i even watched part two a bunch of times Sh- Nah, we don't talk about part two i don't know about the that return of jafar Nah, we don't talk about <laughs> that because he came back as a genius and shit like that right 
he was a bad genie. Like he got he, sucked into a lamp and he was I, an evil genie. Yeah, shit. he had powers. Yeah, I don't know. And I didn't need Gilbert Gottfried being a parrot. That was kind of it works. It does because they animate them to look like the actual person. But his voice is very distinctive, but it's not it something I like listening to per uh, se. Yeah. So this remake movie, I just I don't I don't understand why it needs to exist. It's mm. not as though that other Aladdin movie, the animation is just so janky and crappy, and it's that dated to where like it can't just keep existing. Well, we're in the age of reboots. Everybody wants. Well, I don't know who these everybody people are, but I guess uh, like your friend was saying, she was like, you know, honestly, it's for a newer generation, so they can potentially get them into like older shows and older characters and i guess it kind of makes sense because disney's dropping a streaming service it's like yeah but it's not like there's an aladdin universe there was a short-lived tv show that i don't even know where you you can't i'm sure you can't purchase it or anything and then there was probably not three were there three movies i i don't know i want to say two because i can't recall a third one you know it makes more sense when you're like redoing things like the ninja turtles or you're always having an an x-men show or superhero show out or remaking those movies like that makes sense for that to keep going and going and going. Yeah. But it's like it's Aladdin. That's his story. Yeah. They got married. They probably had kids or some shit like that. Like just yeah. leave it alone. There you go. So Will Smith, I don't know if he said no to wearing blue paint. I don't feel like it's necessary to wear blue paint if you're gonna be the it, genie it dude. It might have looked weird to just have a blue man. When I think of genies, I don't think of a blue guy. Neither do I. A fluffy blue guy, but I think it worked of, in Aladdin for whatever reason. Yeah, because it was animated. If it was like a 3D animated movie and Will Smith was just the voice of this 3D animated genie character, then it would make sense. But I don't want to fucking see Will Smith covered in blue paint looking like an avatar. And there's already three or four of those movies coming out like on their own for no reason. Cause I James don't even Cameron. think he looks dumb in the movie or out of place. It's just like... It's just why, why... Why do we need to do it? Mm-hmm. People got money to blow. They just feel like doing that People shit. People will go see it, too. That's what's so funny. People will be like, man, it movies is. are trash these days, and then they just go see it. It is. Kind of like Venom. Like There are certain yeah, times where- we all where gave Venom our money. We gave Venom our money. I, in the movie, I wasn't upset about it. I was upset about the Eminem song. That you know, I watched my first uh, Blu-ray the other day. Your first Blu-ray ever? Did yeah. it make you dizzy? Sometimes it's hard to focus on what's going on. It's too uh, clear almost. Oh, you're talking about the shit. You know, uh, Tom Cruise has like this PSA now about to what? turn that feature off of your TV because it makes movies look stupid. Oh, really? That motion blur thing. The motion, motion blur shit. Sm- smoothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, I rented Mission Impossible on Blu-ray because I got that TV. Which one? I, I was having a conversation with someone and they said the first two or three were ass. And I was like... No, the first one is good. The second one is weird because it was directed by... Uh, that famous Chinese director, but it's two is like a weird martial arts movie almost. Okay, like super dramatic, jumpy, flippy. I think three was pretty good, and I don't remember. Is this four or five? That just I think out? it might be four. So you just watched the most recent one. Yeah, that some good ass action. This is Superman in it. This movie is the reason why they yep. had to give him a three D stash in the Superman movie. They had to take they had to take his take his stash off via three yeah, D. Digitally remove it, mm. and it looked weird. Because I see. They wouldn't let him shave his mustache on this. On this. Makes sense. I'm not going to see Aquaman, I don't believe. Even though I think this might be one of the more promising DC movies to come out, maybe. It's it got it's getting good reviews. They're saying it's fun but dumb. Yeah. I you know, I'll I'll half watch it on I will admit Red that Polynesian nigga is like really very he's very handsome. 
He was very handsome. Yeah. Nice looking dude. You know what's weird though? So I don't even think he's like a bad actor necessarily, right. but he, when I was watching Into the Spider Verse, he was in this preview saying like, "Hey, you know, my movie's coming out, and you can, um, like, enter to win this artifact from the movie, all this stuff." But him being himself in that thing felt like bad acting. Oh, if that really? makes any It was weird. Yeah. Like, I feel like... He's the, more convincing in his roles than he is the, as a person. When he's like, my man, you know, in uh, Justice League, he, I, I was like, oh, he's probably just playing himself. He seems like that guy. And then when he's like, I'm Jason Momoa, come see my movie, It's it was like a weird-ass robot. It mm-hmm. freaked me out. I saw a video clip of him sipping a beer and then throwing a hatchet into, like, a chunk of wood, like, into the into the, the bullseye of the piece of wood. And I was just like... That's a sexy ass nigga, man. I want to drink is beer. Is he still with hatches. Lisa Bonet? He is. He's boning Lisa <laughs> Bonet. I had to make that reference. The most fuckable Huxtable. She. Wow. <laughs> you have outdone yourself. Honestly, I did not expect that. Yeah, she is. I like that. I like her. I like that. So, w- would you be down for a reboot of a different world? I guess, but I. It's not. It's not the same, right? No, I don't think so. Like representation was so different, mm-hmm. and college I think was a different. Mm-hmm. We had different ideas about college back then too. We did, and then you know, HBCUs are not the same anymore. Nah, they're really not. That's a little bit different. Cool. They're, they're reaching out to white students mm-hmm. for funds. Yeah, I understand. It's cool, but nothing was the same. Uh, majority of the time, I would see different world gifts on Tumblr, and I was looking through them the other day scrolling that shit when i realized that my dashboard was safe to scroll in public and my feelings were hurt all over again because all of the pornography was removed and uh, they said the reasoning was that they were trying to cut down on the child pornography i'm not sure if by child pornography they were saying that there were children with accounts that were seeing these things or if they were saying that there was no i think that they were probably uh blogs that had shit like that on it Mm, yeah that's not good that's not good. So even though it's selfish, I do kind of miss the shenanigans on the website or the Tumblr app. Tumblr had really awesome porn. It did. But it felt more personal. They wouldn't tag the shit for you to be able to find it. No, afterwards. you had to like it or link it or else it would be gone forever. Yeah. And then me personally, like I don't when it came to Tumblr, when it comes to Instagram, like I don't like following a lot of horny shit. You mentioned stuff. before. Yeah. But. I was scrolling down and I was just like, wow, it's the end of an era. Yeah. I realized there's several things. I mean, this happens every once in a while. It might be a generational type thing, but same thing happened with LimeWire. Same thing happened with, what was that shit? Metallica sued? Napster. Napster. Um, When I first signed up for Tumblr, which was, I don't know, like four years ago or something. Right. It felt like a dated concept or idea to me, but it worked because I was seeing stuff on there that I would never like i couldn't never. see anywhere else never. never i was seeing the weirdest pictures nastiest pictures yeah like, it had the weirdest hottest nastiest stuff on the whole internet like the most of anything mm-hmm. and now what we have are people migrating to twitter so twitter and that's that's going to be a shit show in itself because people are getting suspended and like yeah kicked well, off left and right I've seen, already yeah, i've seen a lot of dick it's a lot of dick floating around on there's twitter this guy right that i'm following and i don't well i do know why now it's i had to do some batman ass detective work He's the brother of some some guy that I knew. I don't know why I'm following him. Yeah. But he was like, hey, you know, my Tumblr shut down, so I'm going to be posting a lot of that stuff here now. 
And then it was just a bunch of pictures of him flexing in the mirror and his dick and stuff. There's a lot of his dick. Just a lot of dick. Yeah. And I was like, well, mm. I wasn't ready. And then our uh, friend of the podcast, but not really, Sean. Uh, I know him. Yeah. The, I know the bear. Is. He was. Yeah, I, I nice guy. I went to get some pizza last night. He thick as hell. Twitter feed up and he was just jagging off in his kitchen. In the kitchen? Yeah. Why the kitchen? I don't know. I don't know what the layout of his home is. That might be the last place I would. That's the easiest Personally. place for him to do that, I guess. I can't. Is is the lighting just good? And was the lighting okay? I mean, I'm, I don't know if you watched the clip, but you know enough I, to I know mean, if the lighting or angles were okay. The lighting wasn't terrible, but he was just standing there. Standing? Yeah. That's a double whammy. I'm not going to be in the kitchen. standing in the middle of the kitchen seat. You I can't, can't you stand be up. Worried and, about whose house you eat at. You do. You can't just eat over everybody. It's bad enough, you know. I'm worried about cat dander and fur and stuff like that. But if I found out you skeeting in the kitchen, I'm gonna have a problem. That's not. I don't know. Well, bedroom, know, bathroom, living room, even. Even though we're in my living room right now, like I, I, I haven't busted in here. If that's what you're worried about. That nah, I means your house. You could jizz on whatever you want. Thank you. Uh, I'm happy you feel that way. Je- Reggie's like one of the friends that definitely does not judge at all so another thing that i want to speak about because we started to have a conversation about something similar to this a while ago but we didn't end up having it because at the time uh, a mutual friend of ours and supporter of the podcast shireen uh ended up um i don't think the article was out at the time and she was talking about how when it comes to r&b genuine is the pinnacle and he has respects that should be paid to him as of recently a uh, shorter guy with questionable discography has claimed to be the king of R&B, at least in a modern day setting. And that sparked off a lot of debate and tomfoolery on the Internet. So you are a fan of the old school stuff. So I wanted to get your take on your top three R&B Negroes um, of all time. That man, I wish you would have asked me that. No, I wanted to catch you off guard. Yeah, I wanted to catch you off guard. I didn't want to give you time to think about Uh, it. Yeah, you know what? I'm a fan of. It sucks, man, because I don't want to feel or sound like an old person, but like I like music up into a certain point, and I don't hate music now. But I just feel like it's like the stuff that's really good. Like people are feeling stuff. Uh, Okay, it reminds me. R&B now reminds me of. uh, Remember when the Black Keys came out? Yes. People are like, wow, this is some really soulful blues music. And it's like, there, it's just two white dudes doing it shittier than like a lot of other people that are doing it. Agreed. I feel like the bar is low. I'm always talking about this. No, bar I know. You have standards. And um, I respect you for Top three of all time? Top R&B. three R&B Negroes, in your opinion. Uh, I like Al Green a lot. Wow. I guess we would have to put like a time range on it. That's what I'm saying. Okay. All right. After starting in 1990. Uh, Raphael Sadiq. Wow. D'Angelo. Okay. Uh, what's a good third one? You know, I... If you go on that route, you got to say Maxwell or some shit like that. See, I, I like his songs, but like there's just... Whenever Maxwell is on, I'm like, okay, yeah, I like this, but I'm never... It's too soft. There just haven't been many times where I've gone out of my way to put some Maxwell on. No, I understand. Oh, and they got to be guys. Uh, I don't know. Because he did say King, so I guess they have to be guys. What's a good third one? A good third one for you might keep sweat. Jodeci. 
Do they count? <laughs> I want them to because they're definitely and they're definitely up there for me. But using that reference, I would have to say um, I would definitely have to go with something similar to Jodeci. Um, if we're talking about groups, Jodeci, Blackstreet, maybe anything Teddy. <laughs> Blackstreet. Like, I mean, anything Teddy Riley truck like touches just pulls me in. You know what I'm saying? It's like te- fucking Teddy Riley, bro. It's fucking Teddy Riley, bro. Those, I mean, they, guy. They, I gotta say some they, like some shit like that. They you know had what I'm saying? Hits, but like, I don't. That singing was like not, that shit was kind of corny. That shit was kind of corny. It didn't take me anywhere. It's like it's okay. It's some dude singing. It it's like I'm a fuck dudes. to this. All right, cool. All right, let me think this out. I'm gonna I'm go with individual. Uh, All right, you getting you you getting <laughs> ridiculous. Don't do that. Um, this is way more difficult than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. Tevin Campbell. Well, you know, uh, Tevin Campbell is like it. Seems, it seems like everybody fucks with him, and but he just kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was a personal choice or not. I believe it was a personal choice because theory has it or or conspiracy theory that I heard was that, you know, he's gay. And at the time, him and Usher were neck and neck for the prominent position in the R&B world. And Usher kind of sort of took off. And Tevin Campbell was Tevin really... Campbell had been out for a couple of years, though. Yeah. And he was working with like, was it L.A. Reid? I can't recall, like Babyface and stuff like that. Babyface wrote a lot of shit. Back he then. did write a lot of things, but... Usher went the way of being shirtless, sexy, flexy, sex appeal, herpes. And um, yeah. Tevin Campbell kind of sort of kept this stuff on and went for just like the vocals. And I guess I feel like he had enough fans. And then, you know, the musicians love him. Like all yes. those famous people. For sure. He was really talented. You got to pay your dues to, to Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell deserves some respect. Um, I guess it's something that we could get into later on because it's really it is really hard. Like now that I have to answer the question myself, to I saw that tweet of hers and I was wondering if she meant, like, well, obviously it can't be all time. I like genuine a lot. He has some good songs, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking of like just his singing. You know, it's not nothing. It's not doing anything for me. Yeah, genuine. It's I mean, it's good. He has hits. It's cool, and that's what's up. But at the same time, there's people. Like let's say Joe, like he made songs about cunnilingus and maybe analingus. Like before it was he hot, your man he said, he said, show me to the subway. I'll go down. Initially, I thought he was talking about trains, but then, you know, I grew up and I learned the ways of the world. And I was like, oh, he's talking about putting his mouth in places. Mm-hmm. That was he was a pioneer. He was a pioneer of his time. Who was the first R&B dude you heard say nigga in the song? <laughs> uh, it wasn't in a song, but. Uh, Barry White Ooh. was in a a movie, an animated movie. He's saying nigga. Yeah, and interesting. I was like it, it fucked me up, man. Because I didn't think, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think you you get a certain age before you realize that R and B singers can also be hard. Yes. Because you're just like, oh, he's so sweet. And he loves women. That's just what he wants to sing about. At least that's what was in my mind. No, exactly. And then you get it to a certain age, you're like, this is a grown man that's horny. <laughs> And gets mad and, and gets and he has emotions. Yeah, it, when he said it, was his voice all buttery and smooth? Nickel. Like, uh, you, you, we should probably watch it. Nickel. All right, I want to check it out. I want to like hear it and see what was going on. It's with called that. Coonskin. Coonskin. Wow, I didn't expect that. Okay, we can revisit this for sure because I want to. I want to narrow down my my top three, and I actually want to hear the Barry White clip. So I think that's something that I wanted to like go back to. I do have an EMT story um, that I would like to tell, so I'm a I'm a sit on that until a little bit later. 
Um, the There was a whole thing with Cardi B and Offset that was going on for a while. I'm really indifferent because when it comes to people's relationships, I, even if they're celebrities, I'm like, all right, cool. What else hey, is but You know what, man? That money video I like to talk about. She had nipples. It was nipples. You saw the nipples in the beginning no, of it? No, I didn't see it that. It was nipples. They had like blazers and it was like nipples visible. It was titties. It and was, it was on YouTube. I didn't expect that. I will watch that. Yeah. It was just crazy to me that he went through all the trouble. Like, I agree with all the takes that are saying that, you know, what he did was inappropriate. They shouldn't let him on that stage. You know, he's putting all this pressure on her in front of all these people. Like, I get all that. And I agree with it. But it's like, if you're going to go through all that effort, you're stopping a show. You're doing this in front of all these people. All he had to say was, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> and stop doing it. <laughs> like, and it's like. I, I, I've been replaying this in my mind. Like, I can't imagine. Like, is that's yeah, it. Yeah. A lot of people. I'm sorry, bruh. Pe- the, the most hot takes, they weren't even hot. They were probably lukewarm. Were that a lot of entertainers, like especially men in the in the rap industry, were catching flack from fans and stuff because they were saying, come on, just take them back. There was a lot of pressure that came along with the yeah, public and apology. Yeah, it's, like, it's completely... It's an unwarranted thing. Like, he got caught up with hoes, right? Yeah. They're like, come on, man. Just take him back. Just take him back. So it's okay. Just keep doing it. I don't have a dog in that fight. Like, if something happens with a friend of mine, and I've been in that position before where something has happened, and I'm like, damn, what happened to you? Nah, man, this happened, and blah, blah, blah. And he was, like, sad. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. And well, I go why, on about I don't my business. I why. Why would you ever want to date a musician? Like, okay, I guess, you know, the, okay, if you're broke, and then, you know, they fly you out, and you get a little lavish thing going on it would make more sense but she's a lady who's got her own power and money and all that and then you're gonna get with somebody like if i were a rich and famous lady i wouldn't mess with athletes or musicians uh-huh because all they're gonna do is travel around and bone everybody i figured as much that's a that is a that is a stereotype that it's not surrounds no, them. it's real it's you know what i'm saying i don't know if it's the dist I, like because i'm I don't travel a lot. I'm broke, but I feel like it, maybe it's the distance. A lot of people just go on tour and go elsewhere. And like occasionally they stop and just like you get a random hand job every now and then from some lady you just met in the but crowd. You know, those people, they're so rich and they can't go anywhere without somebody probably begging them. Like, please just put your dick in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I would do anything. Mm-hmm. And look, the right thing to do is say no. Yeah. But these motherfuckers don't do it. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. That's how a lot of them catch things. And a lot of them end up in situations that when I found out Confessions was about Jermaine Dupri, Confessions about I Usher was about Jermaine. That. It's not really about Usher. It's about Jermaine Dupri ending up in a situation similar, like similar to what he was singing about. And at least that's what I was told. That's what I was heard. If you want to fact check me, that's fine. But I'm thinking about Jermaine Dupri going out and about and women be I'm like, please jizz in me. Jermaine Dupri. I have to say his entire name. He got name, to have so. sex with Janet Jackson. Multiple times. Yeah. I think he, I think he's just really a nice person. He's a nice person. He might have a certain charisma about him. And I don't, he's got money and maybe his wiener's nice. I don't know. It might be. Yeah. So I don't. Cause you I, could, if you, if you got money, you could be as ugly as you want. You, mm-hmm. you know what that dude from the Ramones looks like? The singer? Oh, no. What do you look like? Um, I can't even describe it. What's the best it. way to describe it? I'll look it up. If, um. Imagine the ring girl, but a man. All right, come on. And really tall. Same skinny. complexion? Almost? Yeah, I think so. Oh, Jesus. That's pretty bad. 
Yeah, it was gross. Damn, money just unlocks a lot of stuff for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe one day I can aspire to have that much cash. Cool. So, I think I'm going to hunker down. If you got some stuff you want to bring up, I can start mentally going back through my mindset that took place during the EMT story. So, I can like bring you guys back with me. Um, so, I'm going to do that. And I know Reggie sometimes has things that he likes to bring up. I don't, I don't know if I have anything like that. Uh... Oh, somebody wants to kill me because my name is uh, Reggie. I saw that. you. He will kill you. His profile <laughs> picture is him holding a, a, an automatic weapon of some sort. And he messaged you saying, I'm the real Reggie Reg. I was like, I've never had somebody do that. If another nigga named Delancey messaged me, it was just like, man, fuck you. I'm the real Delancey. I'm like, bro. What's I didn't. weird about it, though, is it's not even though like I have the, the at that he wants and I'm sitting on it or something. Yeah, no. It's like it's just because it says what my actual birth name is. Yeah. And he's like, I'm the only one in this entire country. I'm the only nigga that should be named. I'm the only Reggie that matters. And he felt the need to message you about that. I honestly wanted to post the screenshots and like laugh. I, I think I might still, but I was afraid that he was like in the city and I didn't want to exacerbate the situation. What is he gonna do? He got guns. He's gonna shoot him into his phone to to get me. No, no, no. He gonna he gonna. I feel like he has the wherewithal. No, I don't know. I, I play it. I play it safe. I play it by the book usually. But yeah, if if it worked that way, have you ever seen Kung Fury on YouTube? Take Kung yeah, Fury. It was on Netflix for a while, I think. It was where he mm-hmm. travels through time and shit. Yeah, and when shit. Hitler was shooting into the phone and he shot up the whole police station. Yeah. That's what that just reminded me of. Um, quick shout out to uh, The Last Dragon that's on Netflix right now. If y'all want to watch that, you, you should watch that so we can yeah, all talk about it. look out for the ping the boy's head makes at the end <laughs> when they throw him and he lands uh, on an ex- oxygen tank with his head. Oh, that's one thing that I wanted to speak on. You mentioned the boy's head and I thought about that wrestler who got his locks cut off so he could participate in uh, a wrestling match. There was something funny about that. There was, there was something real weird uh, yeah, about I that. I mean, I don't know the rules of I don't, wrestling, but yeah. the thing is, is, if he's been wrestling for years and he's done multiple tournaments, why all of a sudden does he have to cut his hair? And yeah, it, it doesn't make sense if you've gotten to that. It makes sense if you're a wrestler, you would know that you can or cannot have and I would assume that, hair. you know, if he's he's taking it seriously, if he's investing that much time into it. He definitely would have. And he wouldn't have started growing them shits if he knew that he precisely, could wrestle with them. Precisely. It makes sense because if you're dedicated enough to cut them on the spot for a wrestling match, you you would also be dedicated enough to not grow them in the first place if you knew that was a problem. That referee is just a piece of shit. That was pretty fucked up. Yeah, he started the he started the clock while he was did waiting you, for a decision. Huh? Did you read uh, that he called another referee the N-word? No. Things start unraveling when you look into him because he's Apparently being Apparently that happened years ago. Really? Yeah. See? And yeah. it, here's he uh, man. I wish I had it pulled up. But basically, what he said is he's like turn down those the, nigger tunes. This is one of the worst <laughs> answers you could give somebody, in my opinion, because you basically said you did it. So his response was, "I don't recall saying that word on that day, but like he's not gonna call the the eyewitnesses liars type shit." Yeah. So he didn't say I didn't say that. Or he didn't say like, "Oh, somebody misheard me." He's like, "I don't remember saying that, but I guess if that's what they heard, I must that have is done a horrible it. answer like, to give." Mm, just say you did it. Just say you did it. If you did it, you. But did I it. won't do it ever again. Nah, not I even don't in my mind. I'm just gonna do it in private now. Yeah, because I heard there were like caps that that kid could have worn in order to wrestle. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Just why but... you gotta fuck with kids, man? It's like mm-hmm. that's fucked up. Yeah, that's fucked up. Like if I was outside and someone ran up with 
uh, battery operated clippers and was like Nyow! over the top of my over the top of my dome, that would be a problem. That would be a problem. You physically assaulted me at that point. It could be a new style, the dawn of something. I'm gonna hurt somebody, Reggie. I have murder Reverse in my mohawk. I have murder in my heart. No, I would never do some shit like that. Get out of here. That's horrible. Cool. All right. So I guess without further ado, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get into my EMT story. All right. Once upon a time. Once upon a time. No. So I had a different partner this time. We were in the ambulance. We were chilling. Same company. You know, different day. Both same shit. We got a call for a a um, petitioned psychoanalysis. So we, we call them psychs for short. And the way these worked were you would go to a nursing facility and there would be someone that was petitioned out, meaning they didn't really consent to go. But you got the signature of a nurse on certain documents saying that they needed to go because they posed a threat to either themselves or they posed a threat to um, someone else in the staff. You know, they're being erratic. They need to go in, get medication, be checked out or isolated or some shit like that. I don't know. So we get the call. Initially, what you do is, and you know the protocol for that, right? You, you're in the back of the ambulance. You might get straps or something like that or be like, all right, there's a chance this shit could get real. You could, you've had psych calls before. You could get punched. You could get slapped. You could get whatever else. Yeah. But sometimes they turn out to be bullshit. You'll go and it'll be somebody in a, in a, in a, um, Basically, what you want to do is you have to have all the restraints and shit ready if you need them. But you don't want to accidentally provoke somebody into exactly. making you use them. Exactly. So it's a it's a really interesting balance because if you go in, it's all about your people skills. If you go in and you just start, you know, hey, get on the fucking cot as we have seen people yeah. do. That's get your the, crazy ass on there, you stupid bitch. motherfucker. Why you fucking like that's some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen before. Too many of those people wanted to be cops and were settling for EMT. Yeah, that's exactly what that was. It's like, I get it. You might come a fam- from a family of policemen or firemen or whatever, and you feel like you can do this. Like, bro, we get nine-something dollars an hour. It is not worth getting punched in the face by a guy named Earl with one sock on and no deodorant. Like, just sit the fuck down and just do your job. Go home. It's not that serious. So we get this call somewhere up north. We go in. I don't grab, I don't like to grab straps because it was like Velcro. It was a very intricate pos- process of getting them onto, um, if onto you asked me cot. to do it right now, I wouldn't be able to do it. It's, it was a lot to get yeah. those on. And I was, I don't really like restraining people. So you know how that goes. It's like, nah, don't get the straps. We good. I can talk people down. When you say that you end up needing them. Yeah. You know what? I would take them. I would yeah. take them every time. I was like, fuck it. Even if I didn't use them, I would have them just in case. Exactly. Do go on. So we go in, and as I said before, sometimes it ends up being bullshit. You'll go in. I had one call before where somebody was like, yo, they trying to set, they tried to set the desk on fire. They got to go to the hospital for a psych evaluation. And I walked in, me and my partner at the time, and we was just like, man, this is bullshit, whatever. And we get to the nurse's station for signatures, and we're like, I, what the fuck? And we saw scorch marks. So sometimes it's bullshit. Sometimes it's real. I go in. I look at the document for this particular call about this person's um, alert status, like their vitals and how they are and whatnot. And it says the guy is, has been burned before. Um, Like, I don't know if they were second or third degree burns. He had recovered from them and um, he was also blind. So I'm like, this is some bullshit. Like it's not that serious. Who is he in here threatening? He can't see nobody. And then right then and there, I hear 
get the fuck away from me. I ain't going nowhere. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so my partner, you know, he's, um, he was like a, a smaller swole dude. So he already had anger issues. And I was like, bro, don't, I was like, don't just, just let me, let me talk it out. Let me see what's what. I walk in and the guy is blind. He's sitting on the bed. And this is the story that Reggie made a reference to one time online. Cause he was like, yeah, but what about that time you, the lands beat up? Uh, but that's not, I'm clearing the air right now. I did yeah. not beat this man's ass. I went in and I was as respectable as possible. I walked in and I was like, Hey sir, I don't remember what his name was. I'm gonna just call him, uh, Gooch just cause I, that can't be anybody's real name. So there's no mistaking this for taking somebody. I don't want to get sued. I'm not trying to violate HIPAA. So I'm like, Hey, what's up Gooch? Like, how you doing, man? Like, you know, we're the EMTs. We were called to come and take you to your psyche. I ain't going nowhere. It's like, well, I mean, you've been petitioned out. So it says here that you've been threatening people and cursing people out. And he was like, I ain't going nowhere. Get the fuck out of my room. Touch me and watch what happens. And, you know, he's not able to move his hands like his fingers. He's not able to, like, move his fingers like, you know, when they get constricted. Uh So he was just like, touch me. Watch what happened. He can't see me. He can't touch me. But we have no choice but to take him to the the psych evaluation. So I'm standing there and I'm like, fuck, we got to. So I immediately think of a technique that I learned from the partner in the previous story that I told, where if you do not have restraints and someone is being rowdy with you, what you do is you take a fitted sheet and you use it uh, as 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 a form of restraint. So I was like, Fuck. which I don't believe is legally sanctioned, but dude, <laughs> it's like, no, it's like, yeah, I was just like, uh, so at the time they were like, yo, just use it so that you don't get punched so that you don't, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, uh, okay. So <laughs> we're in this room and he was like, yo, fuck you. Fuck this. I ain't going nowhere. I'm gonna knock somebody bitch ass out. And I was like, bro, we got to take this dude. What's up? So at this point, like two nurses, three CNAs, two security guards and my partner are in the room and I take a sheet and I'm like, fuck. So I wrap one end around my right hand, another end around my left hand. And he can't see because he's blind because that that's what blindness is. I creep <laughs> behind him <laughs> and I lift the sheet like so, like above him. And the entire time he's cursing people out. He's like, I ain't taking no meds. I ain't going nowhere. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to fuck somebody up. You a bitch. You a hoe. So on and so forth. And meanwhile, he doesn't know how many people are in the room and how many people are watching this. So they look at me with the sheet. And they're waiting for me to drop it around around him so we can like lift him and get him on the cot. And I whew, drop it. And there's a split second. You know, there's like an eye of the storm where everything is serene and quiet and whatnot. Cause I think he needed to mentally like process what was happening at the time. Uh, and I wrapped the sheet around him, not too rough, but just enough so I can like stop him from punching me. And I go get him. And everyone came in, you know, we lifted him up. Like someone grabbed the legs. I grabbed the torso the whole time. He's swinging, swinging, like, he can't see he's swinging and trying to knock someone out. He's punching, but he can't form a fist 
because Wait, of his, but I thought you had his arms pinned to his side. I had his arms pinned to the side. Uh, yes, but he was swinging like oh, this. They okay. were like small uppercuts. <laughs> Anyone that got close enough, he was like, mm, uh, mm, mm. I think he he punched my partner <laughs> just a little bit. It's funny because this partner in particular was kind of sort of racist and anti-Semitic. So like, I didn't really feel bad about him getting clipped a little bit, but he got he got hit a little bit, and it was just like, damn. But it was just tripped out because. As soon as he touched the cot, it was like, boom. He was just like, all right, I'm going to go. And I was like, bro, why didn't you just do? I was trying to talk you into that. Why didn't you just go with us from the get go? Like, why you wild? Why you had to do all of that? You know what I'm saying? So that then then from then on, it was just a normal transport. Um, I ended up sitting in the back. I was talking to him. I was like, why was you threatening people? You know, it turns out he had either suicidal or homicidal uh ideologies which is really interesting for someone to tell you because i have to do this for documentation purposes and i was like so what's going on with you man like i'm trying to get people to open up and let me know what's wrong so i can like relate that to a nurse or a doctor so they can get better care he was like you know i just been feeling a little bit suicidal and i was like that's rough i was like anything you want to talk about are you cool he's like no i've been feeling like homicidal too and at that point i was like i have all the notes that i need and i kind of just relaxed you're like you know you need some brightness, some laughter in your life. Why don't you go ahead and just uh, follow me on Twitter? Follow me on Twitter. I got you. You like you like jokes about eating ass? I got you. He's blind, Reggie. He can't. I just thought about that. They have dictation. They got bra- They got Braille Twitter. Is that a wow. wait? Was that insensitive? <laughs> that was maybe. <laughs> that was fucked up. And if you can't see and you're listening to this, that was that was probably a joke I shouldn't have made. I'm sorry. Um, but that would be a very innovative idea if someone were to come up with that. But that well, was the no, gist it of it. Be. It'd be kind of cool about? if you and could let, feel like the vibrations, like it was Morse code. Yeah, well, unless you have yeah, like a tactile feedback thing that pops yeah. up to to scroll with the Twitter thing. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'd be cool. But I, I thought you were talking about like, oh, somebody prints it out for them. No, hell no. That's minutes. horrible. Nah, I'm not stupid. But that was pretty much the gist of it. And the only reason I wanted to tell that story is so nobody believe I was walking around punching blind people in the face, even though there is a theory that people think. Stevie Wonder can see things. Have you heard about that one? Yeah, and I've seen the videos, and it's interesting. But I think part of that comes with people not understanding what blind is. Because mm-hmm. I think the majority of blind people, it's not like they just see nothing. Yeah. They can have a sense of light and dark or maybe make out objects. So, And there's, you know, luck, and there's cherry-picked things. Uh, you know, as much as I love Stevie Wonder, I, he he could be one of the top three R&B. These count. He counts, right? Um, I don't know. He's too good. Everything in the 60s, 70s, and like starting to touch the 80s is just too good to like. But, you know, he's amazing. Uh, But like if he could see, I don't think he would look the way that he does. Nah, that's true. Because his hairline got pushed back years his, ago. His clothes. I don't know what he's wearing. What is he wearing now? Like dashikis and stuff? It's like mostly dashikis and mostly, you know, tribal garments and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I also believe nobody will wear something like that on purpose if they made I saw, this much money. I saw a video of him playing the drums, man. It blew my mind. Oh, really? Yeah. He was killing that shit? Yeah. I'm I'm really impressed. As fucked up as it sounds, you're impressed by Stevie Wonder playing the drums. I was impressed that you know, Ray Charles was doing heroin and accurately hitting veins and stuff every time. <laughs> every time. Every time. Yeah. You know what? I'm curious about that because in the movie, they showed him shooting up, right? Yes. I mean, you can snort that. When I think about snorting, I think of Pulp Fiction, where she's like, I said, God damn. And she like had that overdose. Coke, I'm assuming. No. That was heroin. Because the dude oh, bought right, it. Oh, right, because they gave her Narcan. Exactly. Um, 
So yeah, you can snort. I it, would right? imagine that Ray Charles was snorting it, but maybe they're like in the movie. Apparently, not he was gonna sh- get it unless he... he was shooting that shit up. If you can tell women are attractive by feeling on their wrist, I guess you should be able to shoot shit. That into shit ain't real either. Man. You, you don't think? I feel I feel like that would be a cool ability to have, but I gotta if, get close. If you to want a YouTube somebody. video of me and Delancey doing? Nah, see, somebody's gonna get their feelings hurt. <laughs> I was gonna say we do the wrist challenge, but then we're gonna inv- accidentally be fucking rude to somebody. Someone so. is going to, yeah. Just never mind. You have to trust in your ability to comically tell someone that they're unattractive and like make them laugh while you're doing it. I feel like it's possible, but I just don't I like spreading negativity. Think that all the wrists were sexy. You can't tell shit. Somebody can have nice wrists and have a hit face. I think that's possible. The ratio right. can't be one to one every time. Somebody could just have a scaly spot on their wrist and mm-hmm. have. Great skin everywhere. Mm-hmm. You think everybody was lotion and moisturizing the way they should be back then? No. Yeah. Nah. I think standards were just they lower. They didn't even. They everybody just probably put Vaseline all over themselves. Yeah. Right? Wasn't nobody exfoliating or they ain't had coconut oil and they wasn't using shit like the right way. Yeah, that's just weird. Were, but. were shea butter products prevalent back then? Uh, no. I want to say no, unless she was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like African black soap wasn't really hitting and shit like that, but. Um, this has definitely been the longest episode, uh, that we've posted of all time. So if you're still here, we really appreciate you checking that out and, um, being here. If you broke this shit up into pieces, then hey, do what just, you gotta they do. They should That's probably cool. just listen to it in halves if, the, and if they don't have a lot of time. The story's worth it. Yeah. I feel like it is. And then I think releasing a podcast with just her interview, like, I don't know. You know, it's just, just you get one podcast, okay? No, okay. no, no. Yeah, you get it's consolidated for you guys because we could have broke this up, but you know, it was just like a fuck it type scenario. Um, but that's pretty much it. So I know you got to slide on the pad of here, and I don't want to keep you guys waiting any longer. But as usual, we appreciate you checking in, and we will be back with more nonsense. Uh, check out our shirts also. Shouts out to uh, Evie Gang. I'm sorry y'all getting cursed at by random people with no avatars on the internet, but everybody involved, um, you are a cool person, at least to my knowledge. The ones that I've spoken to, some of them I don't know, but start treating people on the internet more nicely, please. That would be that would be starting ideal. by giving us five stars on iTunes. Yeah, that would be yeah. Thank you. That was a nice setup right there. We need that. I want that. Yeah. So. That's pretty much it. Happy holidays. Um, you know, take it easy. Get some eggnog. We out this bitch. Reggie is doing the Stevie Wonder head <laughs> side to side <laughs> movement. I ain't him out for real. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>